Support for Video Game Apocalypse is made possible by Mail Raccoon. Mail Raccoon? Mail Ricin to the President? What the FBI? Get down to the ground right now! Right now! Hey everybody, welcome to episode 95 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm the very congested Michael Raparez. I'm here to breathe my germs all over everything. Still sick? Yeah, with me in the kitchen studio are... Christopher Antista, back for 2015. Ooh. And... Charlie Hebdo. Just <laughs> <laughs> sweet Charlie. Just sweet Charlie. The cover looks like a dick. Um, <laughs> Mike Grimm. And, of course... I'm the ultimate games critic, Bob Mackey. Oh, hit, hit <laughs> And that is not egotistical. You're going to find which? out what that's a reference to later. Wow, Bob Mackey! Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we had that queued up. Yes. I do not say this with any antagonism, but whenever I post a video or something somewhere, <laughs> I usually get one of those comments. So Keep it up, people. It's very... Yes, I'm going to pretend it's, it's all because of us and not because of your name and The Simpsons. I think you guys made people realize. I think I think you were the catalyst for that, and I, and I yes. thank you. Oh. I, wait, did I, I, thank did you. I give you the, the Retronauts compliment? Oh, what's that? That I hate you for? What? what was uh, that? I went back to Florida, and my buddy's like, oh, yeah, I heard you on a podcast, man. You're pretty funny. Thanks, man. Uh, you listen to our podcast? Like, no, I was listening to Retronauts, and you uh, showed up. And like, uh, son of a That's bitch. just like the the kind of non, I mean. I like the, that phrasing, you just showed up. You, yeah, you just showed up. You just <laughs> yeah. happened to be on you my favorite You just blundered channel. into the <laughs> there recording was a, studio there somehow. Was a knock at the door. <laughs> it's Chris Antista. Oh, oh, hi. That reminds me of the unintentional insult I usually get when I tell people I write for something awful. They either go, oh, they're still around, or like, oh, I haven't read them in years. Like, that yeah. makes me feel good about what they I do. They have Thank a front you. page? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I hear that, I know it's intentional so i can storm off sure in a tizzy of course well you and zach parsons i think are the only something awful writers that i will read regularly oh wow thank so. you I'm, i've been writing there for 10 years but i still feel like the new guy wow really <laughs> yeah time. after a decade uh pretty much yeah is it because you don't get along with anybody at the holiday party uh there were there are many spats many uh, many mistresses <laughs> uh just a just a wake of uh, ruined lives behind us you, but, you've uh, outlasted uh Greasenin and uh who else i can't remember pants fish else. yes sure. um i think jedediah is back i don't know jamaica yeah, pancake jed, jed kirchner is still around i think <laughs> I, I made anyway internet Yep, internet. Uh, so, video games. But you've been sick? Are you still sick? I'm a little sick still. Yeah, he right. sounds a little sick. Yeah. A little, little bit He's congested. About I've been sort of dying to talk about video games, and then I spent a week not playing them, and I don't know what to do right now. How did you spend a week not playing video games? I was really busy with later time stuff, and those <sighs> Japan no videos, yo. YouTube.com slash later time network, early plug. <clears throat> mm. I've been sick for a week, and I found plenty of time to play video games. That's usually what you can do when Mostly you're sick. Mostly just one video game. Oh, uh, God. Destiny. Man, you can't shut up about it. Danganronpa 2. hey We'll talk about that later. Uh, first off, let's just jump into this week's top five. All right. Generally, uh, going by last year's precedent, we do something looking ahead to 2015, but I'm not ready to let go of 2014 yet. It was such a great year. It was so many awesome moments and <laughs> milestones. It really wasn't. It was a horrible, horrible year. No controversy year. at all. None, but it was, none whatsoever. It was an interesting year for video games. And Robin Williams led Gamergate to resurrect a bunch of black people who... <laughs> It was. <laughs> oh, it was the me, opposite. It was the opposite. You're making oh, me sad. Oh, my bad. I don't remember that. <laughs> my bad. It was the opposite. Anyway, so video games. 2014's best villains go. Number five. So let's be clear. 
I am here to solve the world's problems. And I believe the world's problems begin with What? you. I love swears the world's problems yeah. begin with you. Kevin Spacey in House of Cards, I guess. That's, that's a video game, right? No, because he, was he saying it to camera? I was going to say, it's like, can you solve this mystery? Like, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. It's like, yeah. oh my, Kevin Spacey's making eye contact with me. I thought it was Murdered Soul Suspect because it sounded so terrible. Oh, oh, that game wasn't that, game. that bad. Uh, but no, I, I actually have a clip of Kevin Spacey saying the title of what this game is. What you're seeing is advanced warfare. Uh, Jesus, really? The single largest standing military. Uh, in the boy. World, we I no had the country. titular line in advanced oh, warfare. I was going to say that. <laughs> we don't sell policy. We sell power. We are a superpower for hire. Explaining the workings of his company. Uh, I honestly can't remember his fucking name because he's just Kevin Spacey. Mm, yep. He's Kevin Spacey being the bad guy in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Horatio Baumgartner. Sure, <laughs> that's, we'll that's go with that. Was. We'll go with that. I, f I feel um, unprepared for this, actually, except that it's Call of Duty, so who cares? You've either played this yes. or you're not going to play it. Kevin Spacey is Billy Bob Hitler. Yeah, uh, mm. who could forget? And if this is a spoiler for you that he is actually the villain of the game, then you don't know how to watch trailers very well. Yeah, mm, really. That's true. This is sort of like the most bipartisan part of video games. You're either a Call of Duty player or you're not. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I, this is the first one I think I skipped because I did, I no longer cared about being part of the zeitgeist. I just I've never I've never touched oh. this game. I've played I've touched at least every other Call of Duty game. You know, Zeitgeist means time ghost. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Whatever, just to be to keep my finger on the pulse of the bike cars. I not went to Target to and like, the touched a bunch of copies of it. They Did were you? Near, they were near a couple bags of Doritos. I'm and just <laughs> do twelve packs. Yes, um, yes, I believe yes. The, you get double XP with that creatine shake. That's true. Um, <laughs> I kept throwing my cans of Diet Mountain Dew at the screen, but it wouldn't double my XP. <laughs> I mean, I, I played through this. I thought it was fun. I thought it was one of the better Call of Duties in mm -hmm. recent years. And Kevin Spacey, like, you know exactly where this is going to go. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he has fun with it. That's and good. it's it's just kind of cool to watch him every time he's on screen. Like, hey, it's Kevin Spacey, and he's talking to Troy Baker, who looks like Troy Baker, which is mm. really strange because <laughs> Troy Baker's kind of a weird looking dude on camera. Is he? He's, he's a pretty man. As far he's as I can he's a pretty man, but then he has that very pale blonde hair and those very pale blue yeah. eyes, and there's just something sort of off putting about seeing of how that easily you get lost to kiss him on the lips. A game it's like, I, I don't want to feel that. Yeah, I don't want to kiss him on the lips, but I do want to like lick the tip of his nose. Like, every time I see him, <laughs> <laughs> it's that adorable. I mean, it's. It's like a hair off from like people from Dune with like the the shiny blue eyes. It's it's that kind of like that. Just you see them coming out of the center of his mm -hmm. face. It's, it's a good like, popular reference for the kids. Is the Dune movie? Yeah, yeah. He's a grown up child of the David Lynch's right? Dune. Sure, that's an even older reference. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I have another great line of him hamming it up in front of the UN, no less. Hey. Unfortunately, my appearance today has been clouded by a flurry of speculation that my company is developing a weapon of mass destruction which would be capable of targeting specific ethnic groups. I want to address these allegations head on. Are we developing such a weapon? No, we are not. It's ready. Because oh. we've already developed it. No! <laughs> Jonathan Irons. Jonathan Irons is the nice. name of the Jonathan character. Irons. Subtle. It's no Senator Armstrong, but I'll give <laughs> no, it to no, no. <laughs> So Call of Duty is like a Disney movie in that the villain is gay, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
one is sweet. allegedly. No, allegedly. The, act, I mean, the actor playing the villain is. Good. I've yeah. seen Scar leaving clubs with other male lions. It's it's more like a Disney ride, really, and then it's uh, a very yeah, controlled yes. experience. You're practically on a rail for most of it, and yeah. uh, you're constantly just doing new things. And the new things get thrown at you so often that like every moment of the game is like a tutorial. And you're too distracted by the new things to realize that, hey, this game is kind of silly and I'm just on a rail and not really doing anything. I'm just pointing mm. and clicking at, at enemy shapes. Sounds like someone's things. not prestige yet. Mm, nope. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah. Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood, everybody. Yes. And whatever, whatever, whatever the... Oh, the amazingly sh- fucking pathetic character he was in Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, yeah. I love to fall back on that. I, I also don't think uh, his character is gay in this because he has a son that you get to press X to salute when he son dies. Ah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It's a beard son. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah, Did knows? he win the Golden Globe for this? Is that what that was? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay, good. I think, I think all the Golden Globes should have just gone to Call of Duty. Yes. Think that would have been a good use for them. Well, gen- they could have been melted down and used in the next, next year's... <laughs> Uh, Blu-rays. Generally, the Hollywood Foreign Press, or what are they, what, whatever. The Hollywood Gold, Foreign Press, the, yes. go, the Golden Globe people generally award it to whatever made the most money. So mm-hmm. Call of Duty should have won Best Movie. Yeah. Come on. Boyhood won. I mean, oh, did that, it really? That didn't make any money. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did it, uh, I, I didn't watch past the fucking monologue. It was uh, funny because I saw a picture of Richard Linklater today in a tuxedo. You realize you never knew what he looked like? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, he actually gave a talk at the movie when I saw it. At, like, the Embarcadero. Did he really? Yeah, he showed up afterwards in the oh, chat. I love that guy. And he was wearing a bowling shirt and cargo khaki shorts. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> He's from Austin. It's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> really and his hot. fly was down. <laughs> his fly was dead. He had his a fly was down. Uh, he had a dunce cap on with the beanie. <laughs> Up. He had yeah. a seltzer bottle that he kept trying to drink out of. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody watch uh, up to the Cosby jokes in the Golden Globes? Oh, of course. Oh, those were. I didn't think those those are very funny because of how innocent he is. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> it, it was it was more just like this is clearly the wrong crowd. Bazinga! That's <laughs> such oh, an Jesus. uncomfortable look for you guys for one second. <laughs> like everybody in the crowd is just shaking their heads and saying, "Bill Cosby is, is an innocent uh, man." If you go back to like I think '08, like Tina Fey had led the charge of Bill Cosby rape jokes. She, like... I, wow. I it was telling somebody this because, like, I love Bill Cosby like everybody else when we were a little kids. so I did mm-hmm. a bunch of... I did a report on him. And then because you change teachers every year, you could continue doing the same report in the same book without ever reading anything new, but I still, like... That's called a life hack, Chris. Yeah, total life hack. Total <laughs> life hack for elementary school. So I did a ton of uh, Bill Cosby uh, profiles and book reports, and I eventually stumbled upon... These allegations, like very early on, and it was like it was—it's just how long they have been around. Wow! And like, um, see, this this was all a surprise for me. So I'd somehow avoided hearing about any of that stuff. No, about about the time I was able to like search him on a computer, like these these existed, J Store days, and uh, like these existed in like. It, oh, Jay Yeah, like <laughs> grad school flashbacks. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I didn't know about them prior to 2014 because, like, back in April, I went to see him uh, live in Oakland. Mm. Oh man! And I, it was like seeing Santa Claus live on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that would have been ruined for me if I'd heard these allegations. But let's before be then. honest. If there is, and that's what's really important in this if case. There, is if there was a pleasant, how it was for me. If there was a pleasant. Real version of Santa Claus, there would be a wing of Gawker designed to tear it down. Oh, that's and true. Fi- yes. And dig up dirt on him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. you guys heard uh, WTF, but Judd Apatow called <laughs> in and he was like, he knew about the Cosby stuff well yeah. ahead of time and he was working on like something with him and mm-hmm. like it was said, like, get these women off of the set. Get them away from Mr. Cosby. He's going to be trouble. Like they, they had a warning ahead of time. Like Jesus yeah, Christ. Oh, wow. his reputation preceded him. But yeah, keep, I mean, keep it, him away from women. He's basically a rape bear. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's bad. It's bad that Ooh. that women were. 
It's bad that women were assaulted, but what bothers me, and this sounds like, okay, I don't want to seem insensitive or anything. I'm already setting myself for failure, but the Bill Cosby voice is the funniest voice yeah. anyone could ever do, and now it's not mm-hmm. funny anymore. It's, you know, it depends. You can't take that you back. You get a good joke. Uh, what does well, Bill that, Cosby that, like to do, Bob Mackey? Oh, God. Put in my dick where it doesn't belong. Uh, yeah. I thought you were that, that, that was actually the, the joke with uh, Tina Fey and was uh, it? Amy Poehler. Well, like one of them. Put Tina in Fey, the thing. Tina Fey the started doing Put in the thing. a terrible Cosby impression <laughs> about condoms and uh, Rohypnol. And then Amy Poehler was like, no, 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 no. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. And then she did the same joke, but with a better Cosby impression. You know who the happiest person is about all these Bill Cosby allegations? Who? Woody Allen. Oh, oh yeah. He like, is just like, yes. The guy from Seventh Heaven or whoever. I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah. Sure okay. He's got to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, like, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't actually send the tweet, but uh, with the Charlie Hedbo stuff, like, congratulations, Bill Cosby, for being the number two most depressing co- headline in comedy. Yeah. Well, now, now Charles Cosby Bukowski is no longer a parody <laughs> character. He's just like a real-life depiction of Bill Cosby. So it cuts a little closer. Good. That's for Comedy Bang Bang fans out there. Mm. There's got to be a few of you. <laughs> Look up the most fuckable Huxtable on YouTube and you'll like it. <laughs> the fuckable Huxtables would be a good band name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I understand the allegations against him, but he also gave birth to a sailboat in a rather hilarious episode. So I thought it was a pass. sandwich. It might have been a sandwich. Somebody gave birth to a sailboat in that fucking episode. And I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I think it was his dad that gave birth Not to the Not the rape sailboat. allegations, the sailboat. That's okay. what everyone hates the most, though, is like him and Woody Allen. It's just like, you now have to confront things that you really like that's, that are made by a person who and really fucking sucks. talking to somebody about because like, I'm sure there was money and power suppressing some of this knowledge, but it was also very... like It made papers... And people didn't want to believe it. It was, yeah. it was and, weird. There was a whole article about that for R. Kelly, too. Because mm-hmm. that whole, like, R. Kelly peeing on a girl thing, and, like, mm-hmm. it was the same thing. Like, that was a known thing for many years. Yeah. He went to high schools and would, like, pay parents Jesus, to, really? like, to, take to their... To pee on their daughters? To, like, hook up with his their teenage daughters. I would yeah. be, like, I would be yeah. honored, sir, if you'd let me pee. <laughs> yeah, and he would just <laughs> give them hush money afterwards, and it was like, ugh. And that was reported for years and years, but nobody wanted to fucking hear it. Mm. And then it sort of just May finally have your broke in and peeing. And I make fun of Docker, but it's just that the media has changed to where, like, it's people love reporting things of this nature now. Whereas, yeah. uh, I don't think... Yeah, but if you're that report. popular, it actually suppresses the reporting. It's just like, I don't want. I don't believe it. I choose not to believe yeah. it because well, I'm yeah, enjoying back, this back too much. Back then, it would have been confined to tabloids, mm. and now the, the internet is basically one gigantic tabloid. Mm. So, yeah. mm. hooray! Woody Allen. Th- one thing. Uh, one year, I sat down. I'm like, I'm going to watch all the Woody Allen movies. I've only seen a few. Mm-hmm. I watch Annie Hall. Great. Next movie, Manhattan. It's about him in love with a teenager. It's really weird, right? No one calls attention to yep. it. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm checking out. Just like, this is too close <laughs> to And it's home. not the only movie like that. I recommend watching the Larry David starring Woody Allen movie, which I forget the fucking name of. Life Sucks or something uh, like that? Or it, life, something like it, that? It has the word life in it. Life it's, Stinks? Life Stinks? No, God, not that movie. It, it, it is the exact same premise with Larry uh, David in the Woody Allen role speaking to the camera, but dating a very... Ooh. Very young. That was slick, right? Say it's good. No one saw that on the podcast. Yes, I had no punchline, but I did. I did catch my beer before it fell over. Well, now you've made it past the audience alienation segment, and your reward, your reward is the rest of this top five. Congratulations! So many pedophiles just tuned out. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Blair Witch? Chris, this is the game that you keep meaning to play, but... Aliens? No, yes. Well, no, I, I, this I, is the Xenomorph from Alien Isolation. I have played the first three hours. But oh, it, well. it, if it were a movie, I would have given up too. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> really make a lot of uh, sounds except for stuff like this. 
kind of stomps around and it hisses and it rattles and then it kills you. Hmm. And that's that's pretty much what you're dealing with 24-7 in that game. And a lot of the tension just comes from the idea that there's this creature, this villain, that literally at any time can jump out and kill you. Uh, it can kill you when you're looking at a computer. It can kill you when you're trying to save your game. It can kill you when you just walk into a new room and I pass just, under the wrong vent. I, mm. I, did st- I started replaying it once again, and I'm, I am... I, I started looking at those icons next to the save point that do tell you, like, mm-hmm. you could be killed at the save point, just yeah. so you know. We're going to tell yeah. you that. There's danger times. nearby. That's, that's pretty... Maybe it, it's a human. Maybe it's one of those creepy-ass Seeks and androids. Maybe it's the alien. You don't know. As a mm-hmm. testament to this game I haven't really dug into, I thought I was going to hate the PlayStation 4 share function that allowed you to share a video on the web. Mm-hmm. But nothing has been more entertaining than, like, all... A bunch of people sharing unique alien encounters because mm-hmm. uh, they're always fucking like radically different in what happens. Like there's hidings coming right for you, and then like a crew member, like NPC, slips on a banana peel, and <laughs> <laughs> like that. I've seen a ton of these things, and they're always like different things happen with this alien around. I, yeah. I've never actually seen them myself after like five hours of playing this wow. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which I'm yeah. not sure I'll devote that much more time to. I've I'm, seen them. I was I was watching a reel of kills uh, mm-hmm. from this game, and I think the creepiest ones are the ones where like it it kills the the player and you never even see it. It's just mm-hmm. like oh walk down a staircase. Oh it was hiding behind the staircase, and oh. you just players just stops dead, looks down. There's the tail protruding from uh-huh. uh, her chest and it withdraws, and then you just kind of slump down. For a second, and then you just see the wow. alien's hand come across your face, Ugh. and then it just—that's those are the moments black. I wanted from the game. Like, and I then you're Bill Cosby, cool. and it's like, <laughs> oh, with the tail and the head and the side of the head, <laughs> uh, picture pages, picture pages, <laughs> picture pages. <laughs> uh, I, did anyone actually finish the game in here, or get I, I, any I, way I, into no, it? I did technically. Okay. I won't play it again. Okay. Uh, my trophies say I finished it on the hardest difficulty setting, but that was just a bug while I was playing Far Cry 4. Oh, killer. That's pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. I, I, I documented that. that on Twitter. I don't know what the yeah. hell the deal yeah, I was. I saw that. That was pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. It seems uh, pretty polarizing based on... It, it feels like uh, they kind of remove themselves from their premise a bit by throwing a lot of androids at you. That's just mm-hmm. what I've heard. Just Some people don't like the... Um, some people don't like the the way the alien it's not just you versus the alien it's you versus everything else on the ship right so it's not like this pure vision this this eight to ten hour experience that it could have been maybe mm-hmm. yeah it yeah, needed to be like just, a big double a, a triple a with game, a single stalker but i guess that you know they needed something else to mm-hmm. introduce different kinds of tension so it's not always the same thing where you're like oh yeah now the alien's gonna jump out and kill me now i'm totally desensitized to it because it's happened 400 times yeah true mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to sustain that kind of suspense i mean nemesis uh resident evil 3 yeah kind of the true. same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. yeah he just shows up and you get annoyed you're yeah like, yeah <laughs> oh again. Jerk. yeah this this shit again <laughs> Right, and then you roll your eyes, go take a pee, and get another beer. Yeah, and you're like, exactly. I'm finishing this tonight. I need the trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the trophy. Remember when none of us cared about those? Yeah, uh, right now. Yeah, yeah that, that's still, still current. <laughs> still happening. It, the fact that I can I can get achievements now for watching things on Hulu is like oh, completely yeah, defeated. That really has. It's sad. Yes, it's worthless. Yeah. Back in mind that you had to work for your chief host, kids. <laughs> yep, it's reverted back to 1970s achievements. So what? Pussy. What show offers achievement points to watch it? It should be like it's, a really bad show. Uh, the the WWE app has achievements. Wow, if, it's like you've made you it through all of two live matches. Jeez. You watch Mick Foley lose twice. It should be like a thousand points. If, a thousand points if you make it through all of Ken Burns' uh, National Parks documentary Ooh, episodes. Wow! Yeah, yes, yes. it's like Not I've seen rocks, I've seen trees. Yep. 
Achievement unlocked. Reconsider your life. I, <laughs> yeah. I tried to watch that and I fell asleep. I think during every single episode. I think that's what it's designed for. It's just like to. Yeah. It's just a great it's like to lull you yeah. to sleep. Your lullabies for uh, so that Ken Burns can come into your house while you're asleep and steal all your stuff. <laughs> and that yeah. little mountain grew up to be Half Dome. <laughs> <laughs> grew up to be John Muir. <laughs> all right, moving on. Played Wolfenstein: The New Order. I did. I, did. Uh, I wanted I to. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I've let you down. You've ruined everything, Bob. <laughs> I did. Just not not as far as I should have probably. Because right. I I did not find it interesting at all. Oh. And, and mm. everything I hear is like when you finally get past the parts that are pretending to be a Call of Duty the, game. The first hour. Yeah. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I streamed it once, and then I played it again on my own, and mm-hmm. like you know, I I, did, I wouldn't give Birdman more than two hours to hit me. So fuck it. It's over. <laughs> Perhaps a new hobby is in order for you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just super bummed about because all the games I played over break were, were kind of like even Dragon Age, like like four hours, and I haven't started yet. Like, can you please be a little more? Well, I think that's kind of just the game that Dragon Age is. Mm. Just, but accommodate my. I don't remember Mass Effect being like that. I just I want to play a game. I just might not have six hours to set aside to get started. Maybe Dark Souls Two, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Dark Souls Two. Mm. Well, that took me a long time to get. Started. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, never played Dark Souls. Before. Have you heard of Defender or uh, Galaxia? Hey, hey, things like that. Mm. Whatever's on PS Plus. Injustice. Bam, just like that. How to full boyfriends. <laughs> so bad. How to full boyfriend. There. Yeah, gross. Uh, You're dating pigeons immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the the version of Death's Head, uh, Wilhelm Death's Head Strasse, that was mm. in Wolfenstein: The New Order, was I think one of the creepiest villains that I have ever seen in a game. He's this. I thought he was better in Wolfenstein Joy Division. Mm. It's a really dumb joke, and I wish I, I hadn't it. said it. Bob's kind of smiling. I like he feels it. for me. <laughs> IDGI. <laughs> um, not a not a new character for Wolfenstein. He was in the uh, 2009 game that nobody played. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you yeah. liked it though, didn't you? The 2009 game? Yeah. It was all right. Uh, Michael, how many Wolfenstein reboots have there been? There was like a 2000, 2001, 2009, and 2014. Have there been three Wolfenstein reboots? Yeah, well, at least the other the, um, 2001 it, well, was Return to Castle Return, Wolfenstein. yeah. I yeah. thought that was a reboot, though. 3D was Probably. also a reboot. Oh, oh yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Because there was the original mm-hmm. Wolfenstein for Apple too. Yeah, yeah, which is much more graphic from what I remember. Mm. Like drinking blood and things like that. Yeah. Survive. In, in 3D, yeah, you could drink blood. So yeah. in a weird way, Wolf, the Wolfenstein series has always been meant to be like the Zelda series that takes place in different universes <laughs> where Nazis... Oh, uh, man, the timeline must be crazy for that. The timeline's pretty nuts. Yeah, I don't know that they even pay attention to the timeline. Well, this, this one created a whole new timeline mm-hmm. by saying, like, now it's a what-if scenario. What if yeah. the Nazis won World War II yeah, and okay. the whole thing takes place in the 60s? Mm-hmm. And there's, like... Weird uh, Nazi German versions of various popular bands and songs from the 60s. Like, there's a German Beatles mm. who are <laughs> the actual Beatles, but they just have to sing in German because English isn't allowed anymore. <laughs> Even though lots of people speak in English. They all live weird. in a yellow submarine <laughs> by order of. <laughs> and everybody's obsessed with the moon because there's a moon base that the Nazis established. Man, was there anything cool the Nazis weren't into? 
Um, so according to all I know fiction, they were into a lot of uncool things. Uh, yes, I'm not talking about the uncool things, but space travel, robots, Superman. and Supermen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, Nazi, the Nazis are basically Stanley. is all I'm saying. And tall, beautiful women. The failed Stanley. Having lots of blonde babies. Yeah. Yes. Well, yep, yep. They didn't really appreciate uh, My Buddy Valentine, which I think was a big dig against them. <laughs> yeah. yeah lots, lots of Master Race stuff. Like this, this was the most Nazi-ish I think I've seen the Wolfenstein series be in a mm. long time, where mm. you kind of see more the... Nazi atrocities unless the Nazi war machine mm-hmm. uh, and you get yeah. cool lines like this from the villain in work like this it is easy to be tempted to sense compassion we must learn that this is pointless instinct not fit for the master race hmm. that was a splinter in his, uh, <laughs> in his cameo Right? Four baby Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, <laughs> Probably oh, the boy. creepiest uh, that uh, Death's Head is is near the beginning of the game mm-hmm. when he uh, traps you and the rest of your squad and gives you uh, a really nasty choice. Have inadequate room for samples. Should you decline my appeal, I shall have to put a scalpel to both of them and we'll be here all day. He makes you pick between two of your men. Mm-hmm. Which one uh, should I cut the eyeballs out of and dissect? And which one uh, should I leave alone for whatever reason so that he can live through the rest of the game? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it flex yeah. your plot for the rest of the game, basically. That's, that's true, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, okay, there's two divergent plots. You can pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. This is why we fight. <laughs> it's true. And then... Uh, <laughs> If you pick the younger of the two guys that you get to choose between, uh, he says this, which is really unsettling. Yes. An astute selection. Young, unspoiled, fresh, tender samples. Fatty tissues intact. Oh, I said hmm. the way he says fatty tissues. Is that and the person screaming in the background? Yeah, no, it, it sounded like someone tired of screaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's very off-putting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for the rest of the game, like you, you get the impression. Well, it's, it's very clear that BJ, the main character, is profoundly damaged by this, and he keeps flashing back to it, and you keep seeing new parts of it that weren't in like the first already unsettling uh, vision of it. Yeah. It, it was way better than expected. Like, once yeah. you get to the point where you're sort of living in the underground with the other survivors mm-hmm. in the future, it's like, it's really cool. Because it's yeah. like, they kind of flush Oops. it out in a way where it's like, wow, here's a bunch of interesting characters that stand on their own. And you're just kind of, you're actually the blank slate tool that's there to help them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I like that a lot. Because the game technically revolves around you to kill everything. But it revolves around, that's from a narrative sense, literally everyone else. Like, you're yeah. nothing. You're just sort of a thing that... Well, you're, you're basically like an indestructible golem yeah. that they send <laughs> out to do their bidding. Wow. And I love that that indestructibility is part of the storyline. Like, it's not like every other game where, like, oh, yeah, you can you can soak up tons of bullets during the action, yeah. but then, like, somebody like shoots you with one bullet in a cutscene and you go down and you're mortally wounded. No, he he like has grenades blow up right next to him in yeah. cutscenes and he's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The game also really made challenge my conceptions about Nazis. Really had to think twice. 
No, they're still pretty easy to shoot. <laughs> ah, I'm just trying to be the worst person ever. On <laughs> you know, you're up to a great I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. Yeah, I think, Bill Cosby. I think uh, when, when, <laughs> when you also say it was better than expected, like I think everybody expected it to be dog shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, even outside of the regular thing, I think it had the industry signs of it being bad. Where it got like, yeah, pushed yeah. back and stuff. And pushed all back and wasn't terrible. reviewed very early. Yep. Yeah, and the bits that were shown off really were like mostly cut scenes, like it, these big Call of Duty-esque moments. It's and, always been one of those franchises I, I don't I never really understand like who is behind this game who is rooting various for various people I, but like we all grew up on Wolfenstein none of us want a new Wolfenstein and it, we keep getting one like every three years yeah, and, well, and they kind of like keep very little nostalgia for it yeah and they keep yeah. but, but they do keep surprising you by being better than you'd think something like this would deserve yeah, you think Castle Wolfenstein was good yeah no but even the remake was pretty okay but it's like I don't understand who. I'd it say is. the track record's been good. Overall. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, what, what businessman is it? Because I don't think they sell very well. Ever. Yeah, they've been they've been yeah. kind of good games that like most people don't play. So there's there's some, but yeah. they're like you know they're above average. They're not fantastic. So I think like Bobby Kotick has this giant heart on for this series. Like I really think this could be our well, Harry Potter. Guys. It's Bethesda now. Oh, is so. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it? That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I feel like it's like the movie industry. It doesn't matter how many people are on board with mm. this idea. If it already exists, that's enough because yeah. you have some people that know about it. So like you'll see proper that no one cares about made into okay. movies. Not that no one cares about Wolfenstein, but it's just like the fact that it has like a presence in the world is important. Is, is it's good just, enough It's for one us. of those games where like Wolfenstein was great. Do you ever want to play another one? Nah, I'd well, love, enjoy the time. I'd play another one if it had a villain as cool as this one. Mm. No, but this one, this one was definitely because that, that's the thing. It's like right off the bat, like once dogs. you see that scene mm-hmm. with uh, Death's Head for the first time, it's like I was kind of hooked because like this guy's super fucking creepy. I really want to kill him. Yeah. And every subsequent time he shows up, I just want to kill him more. That's, yeah, that's yeah. very true. That's pretty good. Yeah. And like at the end of the game, he gives you really good reasons to want to kill him. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Oh, man. Rambo 4 had the best villain of all time. Did it? Do you remember that guy? No. Like right after he got done throwing babies in a fire, he went and raped a kid. Jesus. Like it's like every every single thing. Yeah, sorry, that just got it's me. Not like Rambo O six or whatever. Yeah. That one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the second the one that was originally Rambo. John Rambo. No. Yes, it's Rambo. It was John Rambo, and the next one is called Last Blood. Last Blood. First Blood. Mm. Last Blood. Mm. Mm. That's good. How do you like that? And uh, the Rambo game is one of the few games I played. And like, is everybody crazy? This game is mm. terrible, but like, it's still kind of fun. The, the NES one or the Genesis one? No, the 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 new one that oh, came out last year. I thought that. Ooh, it got yeah, right. The one that got like zero point two reviews the or whatever. Incredibly on rails game, but I don't. I know. I just don't see a difference between a lot of shooters and part of my frustration of Wolfenstein were just like all these boring fucking shooter tropes that litter the first couple hours of the game. Hmm. Uh, find the hole to get out of. Get help. I don't know. It just it was not very interesting. The the I don't know. I don't know what I missed or what I, what point I didn't get to. It's a common theme with every game I'm talking about mm. right now. Got to finish, it? man. You got to commit. Yeah. Yes, I guess. I'm not I had the same impression on uh, Thief, where mm. it felt like it wasn't doing anything interesting in the first like five or six hours. I went to a preview. It didn't event. do anything in the yeah, okay. interesting in the second five. Yossi or six hours. gave that his worst game of the year award. Oh, I I would be diff- I wouldn't disagree with. Him. Mm. I I would. It I feels mean, well, like uh, as a guy it, that loves Thief One yeah. and Two, I think you definitely give yeah. that because it's such a shit show compared to those previous games. I can it I can believe entirely. that. I can yeah. believe that. I never really played the first couple games. I liked uh, Deadly Shadows a lot, mm. um, but yeah, it's like I didn't think it was terrible. I just didn't think it was very good. Like I gave it like I think a seven or a mm. six point five something like that. Did you play um, Dishonored? 
Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. That, felt that like, was much better. That was leagues yeah. better than Yeah, Thief. like it was confident in everything it oh, did. Dishonored was awesome. Beautiful yeah. game. So that's, good. No, that's the only amazing. reason I give this, like, this kind of game shit. I'm not being very eloquent about it, but like wander hallways and pick up armor. That's what was my experience the first few hours of Wolfenstein. Hmm. Whereas Dishonored was like, you're going to keep learning things and gathering new abilities, and you'll eventually become a better character through the course of your gameplay. And I, didn't, I don't know. It's, Actually, it's great. I like the armor aspect in Wolfenstein just because... You could pick up literally anything, yes. like enemy <laughs> helmets. You could yeah. pick up a bunch of them. They would become armor. If you blew, you blew up an armored enemy, uh, you could pick up the, sh- the shreds of their armor and use that as armor. And it just creates a mental image of, like, what must I look like right now? <laughs> Wearing this horrific this fucking Nazi, armor. This Nazi Katamari, like, rolling yeah. down a truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I think you would appreciate, once you get to the sort of uh, hub like house where you're oh, like really? the underground guys. Yeah. There's a bed you can sleep in, and when you sleep in the bed you have a nightmare, and the nightmare is Wolfenstein three D. Oh, is that where it comes from? Yeah, with, with it's like okay. it's yeah. just the first level though. You yeah. can't play beyond that, which yeah, is true, a little true. disappointing. That's <laughs> yes, because I want to play the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing would probably take up like thirty megs. <laughs> if that didn't ship on like a floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is the one point where I can interject my story about buying a Mod floppy disks for the original Wolfenstein. Ooh. Oh, so oh, nice. you could have different weapons, but most notably, the number one selling point was more blood drops out of enemies when you shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was at a computer conference at the Masonic Center in Sacramento. Wow, Yikes. you would go there, and it was just like folding tables where you would buy <laughs> sick mods. <laughs> I assume there would be like Beavis and Butthead sound mods. effects added in, like when you die, it's like this sucks. <laughs> I want to pant you retro. Now that that was Doom. <laughs> Uh, Doom wads, you mm-hmm. could do that with yeah. like yeah everything. Yeah, uh, I had the bubblegum crisis wad that turned the oh, yeah. uh, the BFG into a laser satellite. Nice, nice. Uh, and yeah, just main characters kept screaming Nato Sabers Asanjo for some reason. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you know, we talk about being old people indirectly, but I think this is one of the things where it's like yeah. it was such a narrow window of time uh-huh. that no one else will ever yeah, have that yeah. experience. Yeah, but yeah, us, yeah. I, I missed it completely. I remember going over to my friend's house and there's like giant books about how to mod Doom. Yeah, and that was the last time I ever saw that. Like mm-hmm. sold in Barnes and Nobles. Like, oh how, yeah, like, how do you? I want to put a snowman in Doom. We have an entire like three hundred page book on how you can do just such a thing. Modding Doom for I, dummies. Yes, yes. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think uh, something awful. The site I write for, also along with the US Gamer, they mm-hmm. started as a a Doom Wad review site, wow. making fun of bad Doom levels. Wow, <laughs> yeah. really? I think that's where really? Lotax started. Wow. Um, something awful. Like that was the basis <clears throat> of it. Huh. Wow. So put that that's in amazing. your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like 1998, I think. Wow. 97. Damn. Kiss my grits. All right. So, yes, Totenkopf was awesome. And let's move on to... Number two. Thrills, chills, kills! So, I know you've all played Danganronpa. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, And this is not sarcasm. Say what? <laughs> the one thing that we're missing, uh, I mean, I love the English dub, but in the Japanese dub, uh, the voice actress is actually the old lady who has always voiced Doraemon, yeah. the popular oh. Japanese character. So if you're Japanese and listening to this this villain, who we'll talk about more in a minute, mm-hmm. it's like listening to Mickey Mouse talk about killing you and all of your friends. <laughs> so they get that yeah. extra bonus out That's of it that we really don't get. Good. Yeah, wow. yeah. Right. Actually, I have a clip of that actress right oh, here. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what she just said, but I'm sure it was profound. Uh, so this is Monokuma. Drink more oval tea. Yeah, Monokuma. Mm-hmm. Monokuma is the villain in in the Danganronpa series one and two. 
And he's this weird stuffed animal bear who's also armed to the teeth, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a bear that's dressed like Garth Brooks on the cover of the Chase album. <laughs> it's more like somebody the, with uh, Chris Gaines. Somebody, somebody yeah, yeah. with Gaines. Yeah, it's more like the drama masks smashed together. Yeah. You know, like yeah. The smiling yeah. and the that crying guy. That was way better. What was oh. I talking about? <laughs> you were talking about Chris Gaines. <laughs> I, just, I wasn't. He's like... Half he was an SNL guest, Chris. I know that's why you know him. Half cute, inoffensive bear and half evil grinning bear. So it's sort of like that episode of Ren and Stimpy where mm-hmm. Ren was divided into his evil side and his apathetic that's side. That's a great episode, yeah. Yeah, that's what Monokuma is. Most disturbing part of Monokuma, though? The disgustingly detailed Audi belly button number. Yeah, that is. Yeah, a, yeah, don't yeah. like it. Don't like, like it. All the, all the stuffed animal characters have that. Yep. Including... Monomi. Uh, yeah, Monomi in the second one, and Teru Teru also. There's that brief scene ah. where they're all at the beach, uh, yes. and it's very fan y And, I mean, if, I guess a little bit of introduction is in order. If you yes. haven't played Danganronpa, yes. imagine uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, mm-hmm. mixed with Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Perfect where, description. Yep. Yeah. Um, you, you're... In a closed uh, for you school. Americans, you may know it as the Hunger Games. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> but the, yeah, the twist is you're supposed to kill each other, but you have to kill someone else in a way that nobody can trace it back to you and proclaim you as guilty. So you're you're trying to hide it. So every case, and, and I mean, you're not trying to hide it because you're playing a character who never kills anybody. <laughs> it's so you, you investigate all the murders. But you play the one unremarkable person in a pool yes, filled yes. with remarkable yeah. people. Yeah, yes. Every, yes. Everybody is an ultimate something. And Somebody the, I believe is the ultimate fan fiction writer? Yes. Ultimate, yeah. yes. Who's, who's really, that's just kind of a bad translation of the ultimate doujin artist. Mm-hmm. Who's like doujins, or doujinshi are like... Uh, fan-made comic books and there's like a, a huge cottage industry in Japan just yes. about making and selling these. It, literally carrying the legacy of Gar- Darkstalkers, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Essentially like That's the deviant art print industry mm-hmm. but yeah. with, I think, higher levels of talent. Like several... Yeah. Or Toho. And higher that levels works on of a Toho. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> so much pornography. <laughs> but That's like actual actual manga authors come out of that scene. Like oh, yeah, You can yeah, become absolutely. professional if you wow enough people and then get attention. Yeah. Yeah, and it's impressive work for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, every, everybody's ultimate. There's yeah, ultimate fanfic author, uh, ultimate moral compass. I love that guy. It's like yeah, he's, and then that's the thing. This is this is why I love the Danganronpa games and why they're so addictive. Because it's even though it's it's just basically character portraits mm-hmm. and uh, written dialogue, and then there's like some sort of bizarre action game mm-hmm. uh, element yeah. where. You just have to shoot arguments with a literal truth gun. A truth bullet. A right. Don Gun Rampa. Yes, Don Gun Rampa actually translates to bullet refutation. Ah. bullet refutation. So you are refuting points with bullets. Is this the second segment or are we doing this right now? Um, we can do this right now. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. That, is, that is the wonderful thing about the conceit of the, the plot is that it's the ultimate everything. So when someone's super tropey and stereotypical, like, yeah. Is it the ultimate? It's that? it's written by people that know. Like, yeah, it, this game is the best localized game I may have ever played. Like, yeah, this was I brought totally across, agree with that. Yeah, it was brought in a way that was just like they knew every single thing that this game was trying to convey, and 
nailed it. Some of that shit probably was difficult to translate. It is. It's enough. so self-referential yeah, yeah. and like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it. There, yeah. there's a one character in the second game who is like an otaku, but not from Japan. Like she's way into Japanese stuff. Yes. And the Japanese characters are like, "What? The, what are you talking about?" She's like, "Oh, that's just like that drama yeah. that aired in 1994." And they're like, "What? What? Yeah. Like this, she's just referencing this, this dated stuff and embarrassing herself all the time. Medical uh-huh. drama from the 80s that nobody's ever even heard of right. in Japan. It's like third step removed referential shit where it's like. Yeah. Okay, you're, you know, a Japanophile white guy, but what if you were this thing and another thing and then another thing? And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we can work all those together. Mm-hmm. And then the game translates that in a way where it's like, oh, yeah, I get that. And, I mean, it's probably hard to read for someone that's not a gamer, but who the fuck is playing this? It's yeah, like for a sure. Gamer. It's impossible. <laughs> it won't load up on my Kindle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, the, the characters, like, are very two-dimensional, literally. <laughs> um, but Hey, I, if you pan sideways, they're flat, so they're technically yeah, yeah. Literally, it's like Parappa. <laughs> <laughs> but what makes them interesting is that they're written to be very two-dimensional. Like, again, everybody's an ultimate gymnast, ultimate... Ultimate trope. Yeah, ultimate right, trope. Right. They're very tropey characters. Yeah. But then, like, the more time you spend with them, the more, like, their actual personality starts to surface. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you kind of see a dimension of these characters beyond, like, what they are, what they're supposed to be. The game's yeah. basically split up into, like, dating sim sort of stuff or, like, I don't know, Persona 4, like, friendship stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the investigation and the Phoenix Wright sequence where you're right. in court. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the whole of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Unlike basically. Phoenix Wright doesn't seem to be ashamed that it's set in Japan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. What I like, I mean, you, you, you did a great job of talking about it, but it's just like, it, it shows you these stereotypes and you assume because a lot of Japanese media and a lot of American media, too, is just like built around stereotypes. That this is comfortable, but it, mm-hmm. it, it quickly breaks those down and makes you uncomfortable with who these people are. And yeah. if you play mm-hmm. a lot of visual novels or interactive fiction, you're like, oh, that's the girl next door type. That's the Sundari type. That's yep. the, the, the quiet, reticent girl type. It's just like, they, they use those stereotypes and then they kind of turn them on their head because they understand their otaku audience or their audience who's aware of these tropes. And that's what makes it very, very smart. Yeah, they give the audience some credit you can understand what's happening here and I don't think any other not any other but lots of games don't do that where it's just like we need to appeal to the broadest audience possible this game is laser focused at if you're playing this we know who you are yeah <laughs> and the game reads as such and as a result you <laughs> I think get a pretty hardcore connection with it yeah so Monokuma yeah, is the headmaster is, he's the, the headmaster who's making everybody kill everybody else yeah. And he's he's an adorable. I think I think he's like establishes like three feet tall, something like that. Yeah, he's a robot uh, that has robotics so advanced, not even NASA has anything <laughs> like him. He says that uh, he's basically got uh, ten to the sixtieth power uh, backups. Yep. Uh, so, and and all of them have bombs inside them. So even if you destroy one, he's always got plenty more. He's indestructible and base. It's yeah, you can't. It's, it's a very like T one thousand type character, but there's no mm-hmm. lowering him into lava that will destroy him because yeah, there'll yeah. always be one that will pop up out of the ground and. Which is great because the whole thing kind of like it, it you know addresses the fact where it's just you're in, you're in a situation where you're locked into a place and you're being threatened with violence. You'd be like, oh, I'm gonna fight back. You can't fight back. Yeah, you yeah. have to play the game. There's basically mm-hmm. he's set up as the construct to make it so that no matter what you do, there is no option other than to play his game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, he's he's interesting in that he has to abide by the rules that he himself has laid down. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So he won't he won't attack you directly unless you attack him first, mm-hmm. uh, as we see uh, early on. I don't want to spoil anything because. Part part of Danganronpa, a part of the enjoyment is not knowing anything that's going to happen. Exactly. For sure. And, like, this cannot be emphasized enough. If you are interested in this game, do not read anything about it. Do not do yes, any searches yes, yes, about yes. it because everything that happens in the game is a spoiler. Like, yes. the don't joy even, of this game. Don't even yeah. type the name of a character into Google. Do not, yeah. yeah. Because there was one... Uh, 
I, I don't want to even say. Somebody mentioned one of the characters, and I was like, wait, who is that? And so I typed the name into Google, and immediately autofilled executions. Like, oh, that character was guilty yeah, of something. Right, right, and now right. I know. Now I know when that case is going to come around. And, of course, I remembered it. God damn it. It ruined everything. And I have to plug my horrible place... <laughs> My bu- place of business, but uh, the Danganronpa Wikia is very mm-hmm. nice. It's yeah. very pretty. They've got everything set up, but don't read it until you finish the game. So <laughs> don't treat it as a resource you yeah. might need. For no, 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 Normally, no. I don't care about spoilers in games, but I think Danganronpa did such a good job of surprising me. Because unlike yeah. Phoenix yeah. Wright, you go into these trials not knowing anything. Like You yes. do not have any inkling, even uh, the slightest inkling, of who did what. Yes. And yes, gradually, yes, throughout yes. these like two-hour-long trials, you, you gradually like whittle away everyone's alibi and discover it. But going into it, you're like, I have no idea what's happening. And that's that's really the joy of discovery yeah. yeah you really do know never know who is going to be the guilty well, one until the end of the i i generally knew in the first game uh mm-hmm. like i i would generally know by the time the trial started guys like, michael's a real guilty. smart guy and it's, no it's not it's that it's just that <laughs> the game was telegraphed everything mm-hmm. and so it was like if you if you've ever read a mystery or you kind of know how these plots go you can pretty much guess who the guilty party is going to be mm-hmm. the second game I didn't get that at all. I will I, say the second game does a much better job of, yeah. um, you know, uh, being being as being more conservative with the clues they give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I never felt in the second one that I knew more than the characters did, mm-hmm. and that that was one of my frustrations in the first one, and it's a frustration with the Phoenix Wright games also. Is yes. that like you know more than the characters, and then you have to watch them laboriously, catch yeah, yeah, catch up and arrive at the same point that you figured out like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Just like I know That's he used true. the gun, but first I have to tell them which hand he used and uh-huh. what what the weather was what and, a gun yeah, is yeah, exactly make yeah. sure the judge said the magic the, word then yeah. like you're ready to spring the trap and someone else comes in and says i think he used the gun and like i know that i was gonna say it <laughs> fuck you <laughs> both these games come out in 2014 yes for America? they did yes. like it's unprecedented just the amount of work that came out just mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time and I interviewed the localizers mm-hmm. and really? like Michael was saying yeah like yeah. it's on US Gamer if you want to check it out but yeah, yeah, this game has a fantastic localization you can tell mm-hmm. that um, they had input and direct um, connections with the people who made the game because mm-hmm. I, I haven't in the past and there are some things in the game where it's like oh I know you talk to the creators because otherwise you get this completely wrong you know so like they put a lot of work into the localization for sure it's so funny to me too that they, they released Danganronpa 1 in like January February yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the second one came out in like what I think it was August. August or right. September, so yeah. So it's like yeah. both sequels came out in the same yeah. year. And this game has been out in Japan for how many years? It was it was in twenty ten. Yeah. Twenty ten. The PSP game? Like Four years. Twenty ten and then twenty twelve for the second one. Yeah, but yeah. um yeah. yeah. But yeah. Originally for PSP, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's there's an anime about it that you can watch on YouTube. And uh, I an watched, action game too, I believe. I watched a bit of it and it was basically just yeah, it was like a a, a straight-up adaptation of the game dialogue. I didn't really like it. I was like, this yeah. somehow has less animation than the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's know possible. that's possible. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. It just was not as compelling. But, of course, you know, the, the I think one of the big draws of the game and of Monokuma himself is uh, these bits. Let's give it everything we've got! It's punishment time! <laughs> no! <laughs> and Grim's eyes just lit up during that. Uh, it's so oh, good. it's so good. And the thing is, you're expected to feel horror, but it's so satisfying to like just nail the culprit yeah. in the case, and then you see them like just these ridiculous, extravagant executions yeah. that are carried out, and it's always something that's like uh, appropriate to the character. Yeah, like- well, there's something that makes it so much more like haunting. I guess the idea that there's humor built into like 
total human mm-hmm. suffering where it's like all the characters yeah. in this game really get it bad yeah. you know? oh, like, yeah. but then the whole thing is treated by this cartoony anime mascot who just mm-hmm. like bounces around and like Yay, makes light I'm of everything adorable I'll kill you all exactly and then he does and you're just like fuck this because it's in, yeah. in my short time with the game <laughs> in my short time of the game I just thought it was it somehow emboldening watching being someone who tries hard to just essentially end up mediocre to watch the people best at everything die Hmm. That felt great. More room for me. <laughs> That's also the character that you're playing. Well, he's he, well. I'm, I'm guessing there was some reveal at the end of the game that what he was actually good at was probably Dongon Rampa. You're the best Dongon Rampa. <laughs> <on the earth. laughs> you're um, the best Dongon Rampa on the earth. <laughs> I don't know if that was it, but I'm sure it was something like that. He was he's, actually the best. He's just the ultimate lucky student. That, that's what he is—the ultimate lucky student, mm-hmm. uh, which is also a great manga. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you meet a, another ultimate lucky student in the second game, and you it's do. very confusing. Yes, it is. It's real fucking creep, by the way. One of the best characters I've, I've ever run across in a game. Just really? like, yeah, yeah, one of the greatest foils to a protagonist, I think. But oh, yeah, that's a, I won't can't say anything you know else. Not, yeah, you this can't. Is, really. this, yeah. Is, this is one of the best Vita exclusives that exists. This is right. uh, like and, I bought a Vita, and this game came out, and I was like, eh. and it's still forty dollars. Mm. It's it's worth. I know it's, you it was enjoyed on it. sale recently. That's when I picked up the second. one. I understand, but like they're both forty dollars, eighty dollars for two like very hard sells. Right, yeah. I agree. Uh, like it is a niche product, and they mm-hmm. put a lot of money into this. I mean, like the voice acting is great, and there's a lot of it for something that mm-hmm. has such limited appeal mm-hmm. that yeah. should have more appeal. So I feel like now, when I was in Namja Town in Japan, like uh, every couple of feet were Danganronpa vending machines, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's pretty big in well, Japan. You know, mm-hmm. I'll I'll say it. I'll, I'll agree with you. It's an absolutely hard sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably wouldn't have touched it at all if it weren't for you, Bob, and Mike mm. talking it up around me. Mm. And I finally decided, like, okay, I have to give this a try. Did Brett do a VG Empire based on Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 And and then, yeah, it, I tried it and... Soundtrack's on Spotify, by the way. Mm. Ah, nice. It is absolutely not the kind of game I would ever willingly go out of my way to play. Right. Um, I mean, it's very straightforward. It's extremely linear. Uh, you can't really fail at it. You can't, yeah. I mean, if you mess up, you just waste more of your time redoing. Yeah, dead, it's like you just re. It, it's like, but I've played like this. Oh no, you've it, you've chosen the wrong guy, and it's always you for some reason. Whenever mm-hmm. you lose a case, everybody yeah. thinks you're the murderer. Yeah, you yeah, lose yeah, people's yeah. trusts or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. like you get the option to retry, and then it's like, okay, let's just do this thing that you've just failed at over again. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like I don't know. It's like I've played Phoenix Wright. I've played Hotel Dusk, and you know, was it six 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 or nine? Oh, nine nine nine. Yeah, nine nine nine, and those ones, and it's like. Those are good, and I like it, but this one just it lives, and it pops in a way that those other ones don't, where it's just it's yeah. so much fun, and it's so much looser, and I think it takes liberty of having an M rating, too, where it's like, mm. nothing in it is particularly, I think, offensive, but mm. it just, it gets to Except joke. Except for the guy part. who keeps talking about taking a shit in the second game. I love that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's pretty great. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think they play with Japanese censorship in, in fun ways, though, because there's no red blood. All the blood is like hot pink, pink nail hot polish. Pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. great. It's so, so iconic so that, and just amazing that looking. That took me a while the visual style in this game is that's what drew me into it. Yeah, I saw these like, characters and I was like, that looks really cool. It's very unique. It's like shaded and has this weird kind of like color factor to it. And yeah, It's very know. like pop art style, like modern pop art. Pop art. Plop yeah. art. Plop, Plop art. art. <laughs> the same reason I bought, what is that PS2 RPG uh, with the Korean artist? Oh, shit. Uh, Magna Carta. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. bought that on the strength of the character design alone because I thought it looked super cool. And then I didn't play it. So just a, car- a card base, <laughs> one of the many card base games of the era? I yeah, I thought so, so yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on. Manukuma is awesome, but not as awesome as... That wasn't number one? Hard to believe, I know. 
It got out of control. Got out of control. I hate when things get out of control. Never played it, but I think I know what it is. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Shows. Exactly. You've never played Far Cry Four. Dragon Cry Four. Uh, Dragon yeah. Cry Four. Uh, it's on Blood my list. Dragon Four. I asked. I asked Vietnam for it War from 2? a certain someone before I went to Florida <laughs> with my PS4. <laughs> Couldn't get it. I have it on PC. Uh, can't play that in Florida. Oh, yeah. what a shame! Uh, but this, I was very much. I do love me the Far Cry series. Yeah, mm. I, lo- I love Far Cry Four. I love Pagan Min. The mm. uh, I Scott keep wanting Thompson. to say protagonist. Uh, he's mm-hmm. Troy Baker actually mm-hmm. plays Pagan Min. Uh, he's he's the main villain, but he's very much the heart and soul of this game. I think uh, yeah. he's he's a delight every time he's on camera. He's uh, wonderful every time he comes over the radio to taunt you. He never seems to really understand that you're trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. He he always just wants to be bros with you. It's the Scott Thompson character on the cover of the box. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not really Scott Thompson. Yet. Sorry, buddy, buddy Cole's the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, but without the lisping. Yes. Yeah. They say Far Cry Four. It's more <laughs> stuff like this. Those fucking terrorists they ruin everything. Like dinner. Did no one ever teach you that it's rude to text at the table? And then he stabs the guy in the shoulder blades. He does indeed. Do you think uh, he's a little derivative of the Far Cry 3 villain whose name I cannot remember for the life of me? Uh, Voss? That could be it, yeah. I mean, I feel like... I mean, I I enjoy this character. I think Monica got robbed. Sorry, Michael. But but, um, he felt very much like the the enigmatic Marlon Brando um, kind of, you know, um, Apocalypse Now character where just like this this mad guy, um, crazy with power, you know. Yeah, well, I think the difference between uh, him and Voss is, number one, spoiler alert... Voss gets killed off like halfway through the game. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. And Jesus. so they, they kind of build him up and then it goes nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Pagan Min is built up immediately and he's he's not quite as psychotic but because he never seems to want to hurt you. Right. He always wants to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he sort of has that urbane charm to him that makes him uh, really interesting to watch. Spoiler question. Mm-hmm. Are you his son? I don't know. I haven't gotten to the end yet. Okay. That's kind of my guess. Yeah. But I do know that there's a... That seemed thing. to be implied from step one, but... <laughs> yeah. It's possible. I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. I don't yeah. know. But he, he never seems to uh, to want to do you harm at all. And even at the end, he, he uh, has this nice chat with you. To whom am I speaking? The son who returned to scatter his mother's ashes, or the lunatic who has murdered his way to the top of my mountain. When he says the son, he means his mother's, your mother's son, mm-hmm. yeah, his son. Because yeah. I think, yeah. Presumably. Because he's killed your dad, right? Like your dad was... Uh, I don't know if he personally killed your dad. Oh, yeah. But he's, he, he's killed You fled the country people. with your mom, and then your mom died, and then you came back to bury her ashes yeah, in this country, To right? spread her ashes. That's, and yeah, everybody that's... seems to want to fucking kill you. Everyone I, thinks that you're some sort of demigod the second you arrive, yeah. which, you know, it is very Far Cry 3. I enjoy this game a lot, but I don't know the story well, because it does a very good job of hiding the critical path. Like, there's no way... I don't think there's a way yeah. to highlight, like, what's the next mission I need to do to do the story. It's just, like, you have to scan this, this entire map full of icons and, like... You may have mm-hmm. run into the same problem that I did, which is, like, the mission markers 
tend to be uh, the letters of people's names. Right, yeah. Except yeah. for certain missions for the Golden Path, which is just like the Golden Path emblem hmm. somewhere uh. on the map. And so I was stuck, like, I couldn't get past, like, the third mission or something for a while because I didn't know, like, oh, that's not just a base marker. That's the next mission. I need to go there and do that. Okay, now it makes sense. Uh, Far Cry 4 does hold the award, though, for game I've spent the most Uplay points that I have. Oh, wow. (laughs) How many wallpapers are you rolling in over there? Man, I've got so many wallpapers. (laughs) So many. But they're only 800 by 600, though, right? Yeah, Yeah. I change it once every six months. (laughs) I have like a ton of Uplay points banked just because I finish every Assassin's Creed game like ah, three maybe. times on different platforms. I played the Trials games on PC, which are apparently <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft nice, Productions. Nice, so nice. I, I really enjoyed co-op. I played it recently with a friend of mine, but it is amazing the amount of hoops you have to jump through to just do co-op these days. Not to mm-hmm. sound like a cranky old man, but it's like <laughs> you need PS Plus and a Uplay account. And you have to know how co-op works within the game. There's no like instant co-op or anything like that. It just, uh, I don't know. I walked away saying video games are really stupid. And you're making fun too hard. You're making fun too hard. And then you whittled some wood in your porch for several hours. Yeah, I spat tobacco into something. Perfect. Well, I will say, Monokuma, uh, as soon as I started the second Danganronpa game, I was just spending like the first hour or so saying, when is Monokuma going to show up? (laughs) God damn it! Uh, But playing Far Cry 4, like I savor every time Pagan Min shows up because he says things like this. So then you must be the second guy who didn't listen, decided instead to join the other monkeys and start throwing his shit around. It's, it's that sort of wounded aspect. Mm. that, Like, you're trying to kill me? This, this hurts my feelings. Why would you do this? And Monokuma fakes that well. Mm. But Monokuma knows that Monokuma's an asshole. Yeah, true. yeah. And he never really pretends otherwise. This guy reminds me more than anything of uh, You Ever See Strangers on a Train, the Hitchcock movie. Yeah, I know you're talking I watched about. watched the remake with Ben Affleck and David Fincher. directing. <laughs> Goodbye. That was enough today. <laughs> more like Farley Granger and that other guy who died. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's the same kind of character where it's just like there's... I mean, it's not as a word in his, I guess, presentation, but that whole, like, you know, playing the homosexual aspect against the audience is like mm. a weird other that makes him even creepier. And it's mm. like, I don't think he has that as much, but... He's just very, like, lilting and, like, you know, kind yeah. of affluent and arrogant. And you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, this is good. This is a good way to play a villain. Yeah. I like it a lot. Well, there, there is one point where he comes on the radio and says, like, basically, he says, yeah, people think I'm gay, but I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the great villains of all time. If you've never seen Strangers on a Train, please watch it. It is fantastic. It's great, yeah. It'll make you think of merry-go-rounds at whole new way. <laughs> oh, dear. And tennis matches. That, too. <laughs> All right, well, we're at the hour-plus mark, so uh, I think it's time to uh, call it quits on the top five. But we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, possibly some more Danganronpa, so stay tuned. Reality slips far away. Fiction comes alive. We start the play. Hope is no more behind the closed door as we drift away from where we were before. Hope and hopelessness become one. It's all meaningless. We've already begun. Yup, we are all one and the same. Never opposites. We play the same game. Just one listen to the world and right from wrong. Stay focused so I can stay strong. If you ever wonder why I'm trapped inside, it's probably just because I told a pack of Lies. Maybe a dream, maybe it was pride Maybe for myself I'm to wonder why Until our very last breath We're running after life, trying to beat death
Hey, everybody, it's me, the raccoon who lives under Chris's porch. I'm back. What, what? You thought I was dead? I wasn't fucking dead. I was just playing, taking a vacation, hanging out with Michael, getting sick. How did I get sick, you ask? Well, he let me into his house, and then he wouldn't stop fucking hugging me and just rubbing his face on me, and I could tell something was wrong. And then, like, after about two hours of this, I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? And he's like, ha, I've got a horrible infection, and now it's yours. And you know, joke's on him, because uh, viruses like that don't really transmit to raccoons quite the same way. They mutate and give us super strength. Uh, so, you know, if you're wondering, next time you come home and find all the cupboards uh, with their doors torn off and all the uh, the cereal scattered around the floor, yeah, you might have gotten a raccoon sick. So uh, avoid that, uh, or, or do it more, because my, my brothers in the wild could really use the extra food. But, you know, of course, I'm not here to regale you with stories of mutant raccoon sickness. I'm here to tell you how to support Video Game Apocalypse. Uh, those of you who've heard my spiel 95 times now, uh, probably, I don't know, what time did I start this show? I can't remember. Can probably follow along verbatim. Subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. Let Apple's audience know how awesome we are. You, you might have seen on lasertimepodcast.com, there's links down the right side of the page that go to Amazon. You can use those to buy stuff. You don't have to buy the stuff that we're, we're putting there. You just click on the links, go search for something else, and we'll get a little cut of whatever you spend during that session, and it won't cost you anything extra. It's a beautiful system. Uh, you should help us abuse it. If you don't want to spend any money, you can tell a friend about the show that's free. Just go up and say, hey, friend, there's this show. It's about video games, and there's a raccoon on it who tries every week to come up with stupid jokes about what you should tell your friends, and he's just kind of tapped out this week, but you should go listen to him anyway because he's hilarious. The rest of the show's garbage. Just fucking garbage. Don't even listen, but the raccoon's awesome. Uh, you can comment on the articles at videogameapocalypse.com. Post on the forums at lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. I have to say all that. I don't know what any of it means, but it's on this piece of paper they give me, along with everything else that I said, literally even this now. I'm not a creative raccoon. I just read things verbatim. I'm a raccoon that can read, though, so that's kind of amazing. You know, let the hosts know what you like about the show, what you don't like, what you think should change. Uh, suggest top fives, even. Yeah, we're, we're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel for ideas. We could really use some help. And finally, you know, I, I think we still have some of those terrifying Skull Logo t-shirts in stock if you want to go to store.lasertimepodcast.com and throw actual money at things you can use to clothe your body, making yourself into a walking billboard for Vigil Game Apocalypse. Anyway, that's it for me this week, so back to the show. And welcome back from what was no doubt a scintillating break with the newly revitalized raccoon. So uh, let's just jump in with our traditional second segment starter. They are not! Some of them are. Uh, apparently, the Assassin's Creed uh, Unity DLC, Dead Kings, is out this week. Holy oh my god. Shit, I don't care. I can only imagine that it's a uh, an 18th century French version of the movie Dead Presidents. Yes. So. <laughs> I, I don't mean to uh, upset anyone that likes this franchise, but isn't there enough of this no! content in the universe <laughs> no! to make Never. you happy? Have no, okay, more Michael. all the time. Uh, just just jab it into my veins. Michael's adamant about this. I am. But I feel I like am. there have been 18 Assassin's Creed games in the past five years. Yeah, but this, this one comes with all the missing faces from the last release. Oh, cool. I uh, love playing yeah. as the They Live <laughs> aliens. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, man, that should have been intentional. Was, John, get John, John Carpenter on board? Yeah. Or at least Roddy Piper. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that's more of a Saints Row thing, too. Like, yeah. Like that joke. But uh, anyway... Um, I think that's pretty much it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's Atelier Ayesha Plus, for those of you invested no in that series, no for reason. Vita. Check out uh, atelier.wikia.com. I'm, I'm not kidding. We have a huge wiki for that series. Do you? Yeah, we do. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's one that's kind of permanently off my radar, unfortunately. It's, it's right old. now, at least two people are enraged and typing <laughs> comments about, no, it's really good, you should play it. They're going to send you uh, body pillows. Uh-huh. 
in protest. Yeah, it's going to be Danganronpa all over. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, pathetic weeaboo, we talk about that all week on Laser Time. Mm. Atelier Aisha? Oh, yeah, what oh, you, yes. what you <laughs> said. But only the plus version, because it's the newest. Speaking of body pillows, we didn't talk about <laughs> waifus from yes. Danganronpa, which was, oh. I think, the... Uh, the entire mm. reason you guys were coming on this podcast. Oh, right. I forgot to bring my body pillow. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, usually I was, go out I was to here to together. breathe heavily yeah. and talk about waifus. I believe <laughs> yeah, we were going to have like the saddest group sex session you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like the, that video of the four black guys like humping furniture. That's oh, yes. The, the, song, the Song of Storms. Except they're just pillows of fully clothed <laughs> so, characters. Yeah. Lay in pipe, you know? you got to lay pipe from the bottom. You have to, even if it's in down. Um... Transition this, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> please, 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 please. I'm trying. There's really not much out this week. Uh, it's not a big release week. I'm probably missing one or two things I'm going to kick myself about later. But, um, yeah, oh, Double Dragon Trilogy for PC. Now, is that the arcade Double Dragons? Because those aren't... I don't like them. I think it is. Okay, I don't... I prefer the NES ones for, for 1 and 2. The NES 1 mm-hmm. and 3 is garbage, but I don't think it was a good game oh, in the arcade. Well, the weird... You know where I played most Double Dragon for... Well, for this reason. Mm-hmm. The first home version I was able to own was the PC version. Ooh. And for Was that while, a US Gold or... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like one of those. Or one whatever, of those. yeah. And it, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't terrible for what it was. It was sub-arcade, but still pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent. Played it with a numeric pad. <laughs> uh, but... Over over the break, uh, all those MS DOS games that oh, released yeah. to archive.org. Wait, wait, yes. wait, we should get into this. Oh, there we go. So there <laughs> need the signifier. It goes on. This is very important. More? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, now we can go. speak freely. So I want it to be longer. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we all do. Uh, actually, I have a longer version if you'd like oh. to hear it. No, you would not. No, Nobody no, no, wants to. I'm leaving. Uh, so DOS games. Yes, that was really cool. Internet Archive. It's been, I've, I, as someone who loves nothing more than streaming old ass, really shitty games. Like mm-hmm. I've been trying, I've tried my, even sometimes breaking my PC trying to get these things to work and DOS box. Why won't you know? Hugo's House of Horror low? <laughs> yes. No, why can't I get load Virtual Springfield? I've been trying to fuck around oh, with that for man, years. That's a hard game to play into these days. And, yeah. and that, this is not part of the release, and I went through some of the 2,400 games that now run in browser. And yeah. it's and it's not just it's not just dog shit. Some of it is great MS DOS games, and a lot of it is ports of console games that you may have played. Yeah, uh, that are pretty console perfect. I do love the horrible, horrible PC Mega Man games. Yeah, yeah. are among Jesus. the games that you can play. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting play in quotes because those things are fucking unplayable. Kind of, especially the first one. Yeah, like the first one runs like at super speed, uh, and so you know if if you can actually. Make it to the first enemy; it will immediately annihilate you before you can get a shot mm-hmm. off. Well, and it's what? just this bouncing dog. It's, it's so a, annoying. Before you leave, please teach me how to search that site because it may have the worst search function I've mm. ever seen in my entire it's life. Bad. It's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, I'm also like on the one hand, it <clears throat> it triggers this immense nostalgia because uh, my best friend growing up had a PC, mm-hmm. and so we would just spend like hours in his basement uh, playing around with this thing. 
And like he he would always have these cool games that mm-hmm. I would lust after. Like, oh, why can't I have a PC so I can play this? That guy's mouth moves when the dialogue <laughs> goes. This Mech Warrior, Wing Commander, Test Drive. Mm-hmm. So like being able to go back and play some of these without having to take turns on a keyboard, which is to say, occasionally being given a turn on a keyboard yeah, because yeah. he's one of those friends who hogs the the game constantly. What a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Starting a Kickstarter to yes. have him murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of cool. But on the other hand, like, there are certain games that I really wanted to play that aren't part of it. Like the old Battletech RPG, the mm. Crescent Hawks Inception. Hmm. Um, are, but they, like, are they, have they fallen into that not available territory? Or are they available in some new form? I don't being know. Sold they by might somebody? be available on GOG.com like, and I just haven't bought it. I saw look. The Lion King is up there, right? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And so, like, it's not that, like, Disney isn't protecting its copyright. It just has no interest in MS-DOS games. Also, the PC version of DuckTales yeah, is on there. Yeah, Quest for, Quest for Gold or whatever. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it's up there, too. Quest for US Gold? And it's, it's, it's more, it's... Yeah, the companies don't have the interest in protecting these, for, these copyrights. And Quest that, for Cash for Gold. Mm. That yes, that that could be funny in some. <laughs> if you if you want to see why adventure games went away, this yeah. is a great way to check that out because ninety nine percent of them are just absolute shit, especially mm-hmm. from this era. And I didn't look into the offerings, but I recommend seeing if the homie, the homie D clown adventure game. What? Oh There's God. a point and click homie D clown adventure game from wow. Living Color. That. What? That genre was viable enough that they made a sketch comedy character what? his own whoa, game. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is a Laser Time exclusive. All over. same company made a Wayne's World point and click. So. Chris, oh, Lord. you got to stream this shit. Oh Lord, you got nothing but time, Chris. Do I'm giving this. you homework right now. All right, let me knock out some of these Tokyo videos. We, we'll get on that. We'll get on. Fuck that. It's <laughs> priority one. You know, what, you know what? I wanted to stream in honor of the Laser Time episode this week. What game? I want to see if anybody can guess this. <laughs> oh, I know. I wrote about it. What was our? Oh, you do know? Yeah, we, I won't. I won't give. I mean, you guys can feel free to guess. Well, no. What? Which one? Do you, what was our Laser Time this week, Michael? Because your wife prepared it. Oh, it was the classic uh, music pieces that you probably heard in popular entertainment. Yeah. Oh, is this, and, is this game at all related? Yeah, this tenth anniversary. Can I? Can no, I no, not the tenth anniversary. Oh, okay, of anything. sorry. Yeah, uh, it's Looney Tunes Concert Concerto. Hmm. I think is what it's called. It is the Elite Beat Agents ripoff of of starring Looney Tunes in public domain. Really, song like all those songs we talked about in this week's Laser Time are in the game that you play as if Elmer Fudd were an Elite Beat Agent. This is a DS game. A DS game. DS people, regular. People thought Elite Beat Agents was successful enough to copy it. I own I, a <laughs> I own a hard copy. And I love that game. I own that a hard copy. The game is a, that game is the fact that we don't have more of them is is fucking insane. Like just, I, I have the Japanese one. Just for the out. pictures the second, alone, like second. it doesn't matter. Like take all the gameplay out and like rescue a pug by dancing. Like yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like I think the hardest sell on earth is. Do you want to hear a cover of an Avril Lavigne song? Yeah, like, no. Yes, yes, I do. I, I kind of enjoy how much of a time capsule it is now. This is like yeah. 2006 it was, it in, was. in Frozen and Amber, and it's like Ashley Simpson. You were a thing people <laughs> listened to. Okay, yeah. I guess yeah, I'll, they I'll hadn't play booed along. you at a halftime show. Yeah. To be fair, though, if I see you get misty eyed when you hear the song "Jumping Jack Flash," I know it's because you played Elite Beat Agents. Mm. Maybe, but it also brought Earth, Wind, and Fire September to the masses. And that's, that's true. And well, actually, actually, that was already in the masses. It was. But, but let's say the people listening to the show. <laughs> it made me aware of Hoobastank, and I really Hoobastank. did not want to know about oh, Hoobastank. Hey, uh, quick, quick, <laughs> quick aside, uh, Denny's, I believe, tried to have a hip late-night menu at some point. Yes, I've seen it, yeah. Yes, and they had the uh, plain white teas, plain white shake, but the uh, centerpiece was the Hoobastank Burrito, wow. which 
Mm. I thought of Runt like, or somebody else on Twitter was recently claiming they still know how to make it. Just go and order it. I'm just going to go talk to the Mexican guy that's been slinging hash <laughs> behind the fucking thing uh-huh. for 40 years. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, who burrito? He'll, he'll just give me a knowing nod. Like, yeah. I, I think see you. if you order this. You're not some new fly by night Denny's fan. Yeah. You're and a long time <laughs> You take a bite and you find out there's somehow a fist inside <laughs> of your burrito and it punches you. It punches me in the, the face. The yeah. downside is if you order the strokes, the fry cook just jerks off in your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's not good for anybody. I'm pretty sure that happens anyway. Hey, yeah. I'm, on, I mean, it's I'm on the Atkins diet, man. We get the protein work. <laughs> Paleo, <together>. man. <laughs> also, uh, of interest, I got announced during CES, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole bunch of news from CES. Most of it, it not game-related. Not but, you know, lots of things about 4K and 4K TVs and 4K streaming devices and 4K, 4K, 4K. And it's going to be obsolete in a year. <laughs> Might be. But I still want the opportunity to put on a pencil mustache, perfect my Spanish accent, mm-hmm. and walk into Best Buy and just yell, Four K. Four K! I just don't know like, why a music criticism website has so much credence over the gaming world. It's like. <laughs> I don't get that at all. I don't know. P4K. P- oh, Pitchfork. Pitchfork reference. Pitchfork. They still doing it? They still up there making stuff about music? They're making more traffic than you are, buddy. Hey, come on! I prefer, I prefer the something awful version of Pitchfork called Rich Dork. Rich Dork. Ah, <laughs> not the, not the yes, show yes. for my own company. Uh, I, my own I organization. miss Rich Dork. Yeah. Um, wait, and also uh, AMDB, the awful movie database. That was a good one, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I did one of those. Um, Which I, one did you do? I think it was like Escape from... It was like an Olsen Twins movie starring Shaq as like a wizard or oh, something. Nice. <laughs> I wrote it like 10 years ago, so I don't remember. I but, still um, love the one for the, the fourth fake Indiana Jones movie before Crystal Skull came oh. out. It, it set set a world record for the number of times the word "ort" was uttered in a movie, <laughs> up from zero. Nice, <laughs> uh, but I thought I thought CES was just like porn. Now is that another it's, convention? No, or? I really think that's the way it it's, used to be. It's, okay, there's, there's a there's a convention that's like right next to CES that is an adult video convention. Mm-hmm. I see. I, I follow. You several, can kind of go from one to the other. I've also several guys that are like into cars and as extension car tech. And there was basically Audi did an A7 thing where you basically got in an A7 in Los Los Angeles mm-hmm. to Las Vegas to CES, and it was an automated driving car. Wow! So you, as a journalist, were put in a car that drove itself, and you just sat uh. there with your hands crossed across, <laughs> white your lap. knuckling on your knees white, as well, you there wait was for it to inevitably movie, crash. Yeah, 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 but no, it's just funny because it's just, you don't even have to do your job anymore. Yeah. What if my video game came up and my video game played itself, and then I would just watch the video game and go, "Yep." That game can play itself. And then I would turn around and write my several paragraphs. <laughs> this game that plays itself. It is entertaining there are people in other areas of the country that don't think about driving the same way you do as a sense of satisfaction. That's true. And you're actually right. And then I won't argue with you. I, you're I, correct. I wanted a hybrid. I buy what is the equivalent of a tiny rail compartment that houses my shit. Mm-hmm. And it goes onto a track. I can mm-hmm. take it off-road, drive it where I want. Or relax and do, let something do the work for me. But does it automatically find you a parking space? It well, does. Why shouldn't it? It does. Why shouldn't they would if they, you could stack them up? Why are we talking about this? Is this yeah. <laughs> it doesn't there, need to park. Several, It'll just I, stop I, and then I'm drive around the block and Tom ready for I'm it. I'm trying to Google something you told me about Evolve and I can't find it anywhere. This Did is you sick, actually read this? This is a no. sick teaser from my car podcast, so keep your eyes peeled, kids. Um, well, the news I wanted to talk about that came out during CES was that PlayStation Now, oh. Sony's streaming service for PlayStation 3 games, 
was finally moving to a subscription model. Uh, so rather than pay yes. $3 mm-hmm. for two hours with an, a last-gen game, mm-hmm. you can just pay like 20 bucks a month or something like that and it's get access to everything. So I can finally play Siphon Filter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Do we uh, know yeah, how... $20 a month or $45 per quarter. Do we know how deep this catalog goes? I mean, is it everything available on PS3's no. PSN? Or like, are they steadily re-releasing those? Like the Wii no, U and virtual console is you know, doing the same what, thing with the Wii's offering? I'd, I'd say like, if you want to be the most optimistic about it, like, um, let's say I was looking for the Captain America game this week. That's been taken off for sale because of Marvel licenses. Maybe something like that could come back and you could actually play it again legally. Hmm. Maybe. But other than that, it, it, it's pretty much what you'd expect. It's a robust library, but it's still like an astronomical fee. It's yeah. Tomba Two, Iron Hander, and uh, <laughs> Toe Ball Number no, it's, Six. It's, 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 like that's, I think that's kind of the shitty thing. It's it's mostly PS3 stuff. We're not ready to look back on nostalgically because mm-hmm. even our Best Buy has racks of used these used games for a fraction of the one. Actually, no, fee. it's full retail at Best Buy. Well, no, they have used games there for forty five ninety nine. They're they're awful. They're awful. It's they're, terrible. But there's used games everywhere. There's record stores, whatever. It's like, it doesn't justify what PS now is kind of asking. And I, and I did kind of predict that just because like games are more expensive, have always costed more. There's no universal umbrella of a fee that can house those kinds of licensing fees. It just won't work. But I mean, I, they did get it to work with PS now, but how much is it a month? It's 20 bucks a month. 20 bucks a month. It's which you get access to all of the PS3 games they put up for stream. Like outside of cable is the, my, that would be my biggest bill. Mm. At this point, yeah, I mean, it is it is fairly expensive. I, I well, obviously, the forty five dollars mm. uh, for three months, I guess, is a slightly better deal. And, and it's actually maybe a much better deal. It's if like you're a wealthy off. nostalgic gamer, but the reality that's is that's a really unpopular YouTuber. <laughs> wealthy <laughs> nostalgic gamer. Uh, I just wipe my ass with a stadium events. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was actually going to breach that. There's a what? copy of Stadium Events for sale on yes. eBay right now. Oh, and wow. It's an 85 plus graded one, mm-hmm. and the legit bidding is ninety nine thousand dollars. This is legit. After like there was like, the people bidding. bidding are actually like they mm-hmm. have six seven hundred like positive mm-hmm. reviews on eBay, so they have like established accounts. Wow, so. it's pretty insane. And then wow. I, what I hate about shit like that is because I'm almost thirty five years old. I have plenty of coulda, woulda, shoulda reasons to kick myself for things I didn't do in my life to be better off financially. I didn't think one of them was buying stadium events <laughs> in nineteen. Nobody did. And, and that's but, why. But apparently I have to regret that too, like holding that in my hands and like, meh, I want Archie Pro-Am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, yes, full of regret. Thanks, so, thanks, nostalgia. But I well, think at like, least it gave, it gave us that wonderful Storage Wars or whatever that show was segment where the guy freaked out mm-hmm. finding an, an old NES He's like, this is the first ever Nintendo DS. And it's worth $10,000. Because he like heard vaguely about the auction where somebody sold an NES with stadium oh, yeah. events and it like got huge bank. Right, right, right. And so he was convinced that it was the, he, the he console. He missed the that essential that. part yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Remember, kids, hold on to everything you've ever owned and become no, a fucking disgusting yep. rat-packing hoarder because do it'll all be worth a trillion dollars yep. in the Watch that show back-to-back with hoarders and you'll start to see the, the psychology at work. Life will be better if you don't do that. Um, and then when your family resents you when you die, you won't be around for it. So exactly. it's a perfect, perfect scenario. It's win-win-win-win-win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, these fast food them bags and cat shit will be valuable someday. <laughs> I, I love the idea of like somebody in the future holding their grandfather's hand on their deathbed. Just don't 
ever sell the world championship 1990 Nintendo cartridge. Keep it in the family. Remember. Don't throw my corpse away. It'll be valuable on the black market. That Genesis activator is going to push your kids to college. This is, this is funny, but I, I can see myself at age like 85 telling like a disinterested nurse about the difference between the raccoon leaf and the cape in Mario 3 and Mario World. <laughs> Just like, that's nice, Mr. Mackey. Very oh, good. Fuck. Oh, fuck, that's awful. Just doing, just doing the it's cuckoo motion. motion to her friends like, outside <laughs> yes. the room. Like, this All right, let's, let's just... tune into President PewDiePie's address. That's right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that is my pin tweet. <laughs> Basically, if you're if you're if you're a gamer, nothing good can happen to you. So just get ready. Yeah, that's true. Find yeah. a better hobby that has more uh, yeah. positive. We're already in a terrible not, line of work. Don't follow our mistake. Not true. Just don't work in it. Just love it. Yeah, I like yeah. that the uh, the the answer to the most frequently asked question: How do I get a job as a game journalist? Has become don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a career it on exist. the skids. I have a panic attack when I read those emails. By the way, <laughs> I do not know how to answer them. Well, I mean, I, not that I and, I and I love my job. By the way, I, I great. tell people sure, the sure. same thing. But the 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 idea that someone is going to pay you to write about video games, write write articles. Let's be honest. When you're asking me this, you're you're saying like you want to write, you want to be paid to play the games that you like and write mm-hmm. about games that you like. And the idea is that like nobody needs you to do that. No, like the whole world they need is you to that. write about shitty games that nobody else wants to play. That's mm-hmm. correct. That's I don't speak from a place of experience there, but uh, <laughs> I but, do. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's more like you can make. I do believe you can make a living writing on your own, but mm. you're going to have to differentiate yourself from thousands of other people. And if you don't have any aspiration to do that, get rid of the idea that you're going to do this for a living. Mm. Oh man, I met with hushed tones, but I'm sort no, of no. Like I totally agree with you. Tired um, of getting asked that question, like you got to you got to offer the, you like think about you have to think about yourself, like your readers, in balance with what you want to do for a living. And the fact that most people who email me that question have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, everybody needs games reviewed. I'll someone will pay me. No, no one will pay you to yeah. do that. Like no. at all. And and that, that's completely going away. And that was uh, I yelled at Gamergate this week. If like if it was such collusion and corruption happy industry with all this money flying about then why are my friends constantly being laid off yeah, and the yeah. they work at shut down and I mean this is new I mean uh, two of IGN's bigger guys left to go mm-hmm. independent and that, that is a sign there of the times go. yeah I mean like they proves are, me right <laughs> it, it, well it does and I'm, like, I'm actually kind of pissed that the whole Game Journal Pros thing got shut down because if I'd known about that I probably could have used it to get a new job mm-hmm. maybe but you know there's not any jobs out there yeah for that's this. true well there are there are some <laughs> Yeah, but they're not, and they it's keep not applying to them. And, and like, and to give and someone Dale North keeps getting hired <laughs> over me <laughs> to, give, to give someone advice to say like, well, here's how you compete with me for the two remaining jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just sort of like, it, you'll see me kind of a uh, lackadaisical at later time. It's like, because how do we make something cool that isn't just like regurgitating everything you've seen before? And like, the world only needs so many people recapping things that are happening. Mm. They really do. Like. Have a unique perspective, not a manufactured one, because then you get. But mm-hmm. have a unique perspective or a take on something. Try but that. Who will describe these carefully curated demos that uh, game publishers are yeah, putting yeah. out to uh, to a very limited audience of journalists? I don't know. Probably with hashtag collusion. Mm-hmm. It may it may seem tempting if you're looking to get into this industry, and I don't recommend you do. Uh, do not have some variant of the word angry or irate or like pissed off before your your title. Like I'm the pissed off NES gamer. I'm the rapey video game Nazi. Yeah, it's like there are enough there are enough of those guys to like for the rest of time. Basically, just yes. th- and, that and, gimmick and like, has been done. I think. And no offense to any of them, 
but I watched a couple of those guys and like, man, you look tired. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be this hard to be angry all like pretend to be angry all the time. Like I can't believe this. I'm the racist dirtbag game. Oh man, but you go out in public and people are like, why are you so nice? This is so disappointing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, give us one of your classic rants. Yeah. Then they slap you and make you beg them to focus stop. on something specific. That's what I and that that too can can I don't know. I think is sort of the key. Whenever I look at all these games, like if I was still working as a games writer, I'm like, I don't know fuck about League of Legends, and I've never played it. Hmm. Uh, but I think you could make a living off of being an expert on, on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, and maybe yeah. that's what you focus on. Focus on what you really like. Uh, the, like, and that's that was at the heart of the gamer game argument that I was having the other day. Like, like that all games are for everyone. I'm like, well, that's the that's the only thing we shook off in this whole thing. Is like, just because I I like games doesn't mean I like. It doesn't mean I like every game anymore, and I don't want to be an expert in every game yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah. And uh, Bob, you were pretty. You, I had a conversation with you a long time ago. You're like, I'm really fine with shaking some of these things off. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I just don't like. That's not my thing. I mean, and I'm I not, didn't have that when I when I started at all. Like, I had to be an expert in everything. That just seems asinine yeah, to a certain I, point. I feel like. I mean, I like. I don't care for Call of Duty. I've only mm-hmm. played the first one, and in some ways, I feel out of touch. But in other ways, I I know I'm working to my strengths by writing yeah. about things that I am yeah. more comfortable with that I can. Create. Uh, just, I don't want to use the word content, but I have to more more <laughs> engaging content. Uh, what about, yes, yes, I can feel the what brand growing. They, it's not content, protent, protent. Sorry, that's right, protent. Yeah, that's the right yeah. word. And then we hit him with tomatoes, and he fozzy bear the fuck out of there. But we we need more perspectives that aren't fozzy like, bear. Is that the guy from uh, Fazbear's the, uh, the pizza yeah. thing? Will not tolerate uh, any Freddy Fazbear. Freddy Fazbear. Propaganda. Freddy Fazbear. You guys have to stop. Freddy Fazbear. I would walk out of here right now. <laughs> I'm just jumping on a popular bandwagon. Jeez, I forgot how we got on this topic, but uh, I, uh, I'd how say did you get a like job in the games, games industry, like uh, somehow it bled into bled, bled out from uh, PlayStation Now. Hmm. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, because because the uh, wealthy uh, oh yeah something yes, yes. gamer. Yeah. Well, well, um, yeah, the like, every, but that's the thing about games, and unlike movies, every almost every game is a license. Mm. There's a TM after everything. And like getting that license is a lot harder than getting the rights to those to those games. Uh, F one series is a fucking license. Oh, like yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed is a license. Like that's a huge thing to have to deal with. And I don't believe there's one umbrella pers- uh, subscription you'll ever really be able to pay to play those games. But if you're that into the idea of playing old PS three games, pick two a month, yep. buy those. And you don't have to pay for PlayStation if you now. Bought, yeah. If you bought a PlayStation Four mm-hmm. and you really want to play old PS three games, that like I taste. think your your subscription is covered. If you, like I, how many PS three games <clears throat> should you be playing a month yeah. in your PS four? Really? How many? And like I, not many. Odds are you have a PS three. Like used PS three games are just like they're worth zero dollars. Like, GameStop yeah. will give them to you. Yes, like yeah. get these out of our store. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is one of those things that might put an end to GameStop, though. Mm. But I, I did I did go back to my hometown uh, for Christmas, obviously, and, like, oh, man, the local game store is still there and rocking so hard. Hmm. And, and, like, if I've never described that to you, Bob Mackey, probably only, oh, my God, Grim's taking my iPhone case off and I'm Jeez. terrified. But I'm going to keep going and persevere because I'm a radio professional. That's right, um, man. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He was too collected when he said that. Um is that it's called Games for Less, and every single like every time there's a new console added, they just shrink that section a little bit. So you still walk in there, and it's like, here's Atari Master System, NES, and then they keep making room wow. for Vita and PS4 and PS3. And it's it's everything that's ever existed in video games in one room. 
Hmm. Does anybody have anything like that in their hometown? No, I mean we had something called Video Game Trader, but it was chased out of business by like the big guys in the late nineties. And that's what I find baffling is that that place is still there. Yeah. It's still there operating like sure. successfully. I found a place uh, going back like I, after I I stayed away from this part of oh, town. Oh, sorry. For and, years. and San Francisco doesn't have one here. We no. don't have an independent. That's game incredible. Store, yeah. We used to. We did. We they, there were a couple. There was uh, one that Brett found like mm-hmm. out by Fisherman's Wharf or something. I do mm-hmm. vaguely remember that one. Mm-hmm. There was a Star Games one that was like north, towards North Beach, I think, mm-hmm. several years ago. But anyway, mm-hmm. North Side. Yeah, but there there was one that I found in my hometown that uh, I, I bought a 32x from. Mm-hmm. Right? Even w- without cables or anything, it's just like, yeah, no, I, I just want this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm just imagining you walking down the aisle of the mall, and you can just hear like like. Villainous laughing, echoing in the background. <laughs> he bought it with Virtua Hamster. It was five dollars. <laughs> yeah. When I go to my local GameStop, and it's not often, they have they still have an entire shelf of PSP games that no one but me could oh possibly care about. Yes. Like, there's a shrink wrap Shadow of Destiny that yeah. I, I bought the USPS sorry the used PS2 game for like a dollar, and it's just like I want this. Let me level with you. I'm the only person that will ever want this from you. 20 bucks is way too much. The furry crust punks outside do not want this game. <laughs> I'm the only person in Berkeley who wants this game. Like, But that conversation can't happen. That, yeah. But here's what you got to do. You walk into a GameStop. You want some rarity. You know? And I hate that GameStop now knows how rare some of the stuff it has is. Xenosaga. Wait, wait, you ever heard that, that news story of them like, calling people like, we saw you bought Xenosaga from us. Come trade it in for $4 so we can <laughs> sell it for 100 <laughs> Yep. Yeah, um, bullshit. Yeah, it, that, that was happening. But you're like, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for this game. But what I will do is I will take 17 of those UMDs of Evil of Bam off your hands. <laughs> yeah, for... <laughs> Man, you are a hedge investor right P- there, wow. Chris. PSP, like, that would have to be a special fucking game for me to pay money really? for it. Because Seriously. I have it's hard so to play. many fucking UMDs. I hate them. Mm-hmm. They fall apart. Mm-hmm. You that's have like, UMDs? Oh, yeah. Wow. I've, I've got like a stuffed Totoro that's like crammed bursting with <laughs> UMDs that I pulled out of uh, my boss's desk at Games Radar. Well, that was one of the, the few times when the review copies for the UMDs were retail usually. So yeah. they wouldn't even have a label on them, but you still have the full game. And uh-huh. like, I have a ton of them too. Yeah. Sitting in an overturned CDR uh, shell case. Mm-hmm. That's classic. Mm-hmm. That's classic. Yeah. I, I've yeah. been to, I don't know if I've said this before on one of these podcasts, but I, I've been to a lot of retro game cons re- recently. And um, they have they usually have like an entire table of UMDs. And it's mm-hmm. like, I was digging through them. I was like, I found the most disposable thing in the universe. And it mm-hmm. was like Rob Schneider's The Animal on UMD. <laughs> it was always like this this early 90s shit that no one saw, but it's on UMD for some reason. Like there was, Actually, was there a demand no, for this? the most disposable no, one. No, it was a Sony company releasing is, ah, the yeah. first episode of Lost on UMD. The <laughs> pilot episode for like uh, 20 bucks. Well, I make that joke because like I looked through my phone deleting images. And uh, I go to Best Buy probably once a week now just to... I don't. I'm like an old man walking through the mall. I just mm-hmm. need to get out of my house, and I take a picture of a Viva La Bam UMD, a different one every time, <laughs> thinking I clearly have something funny to say about this. Mm-hmm. And instead, you just look at my photo list, and it just looks like a bunch of multicolored Viva La Bam wow. that are go. still that's, on wow. sale at you Best take Buy. A, you take a screenshot of that, and that's your funny. 1999, uh, hat like less than half a season. Are they still selling those Game Boy Advance cartridges that are like, here's a SpongeBob oh, episode? Yeah. that's basically just like an animated GIF. That's right. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine like working at a Best Buy and be like? Fuck, this UMD copy of Evil Bam is still senior to me. <laughs> 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 I, mean, sometimes I go on my break or not. 
<laughs> I think it's got more, more seniority than the district manager. Yeah. You know, just like uh, it told me to eat its ass, and I can't find it. <laughs> I, I just fucking hate UMDs because they're the yeah, only they're games media I've ever had that actually falls yeah, apart. Like, uh, like upon two or three ejects, they're done. Yeah, they're done. Mm-hmm. There was um, Game Exchange in Auburn was the local game store for mm-hmm. as long as I can remember it. It was run by a large, obese man with long, floppy hair who, mm-hmm. to all exterior, ex- exterior appearances, would you'd think he was a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> and when he drove a huge van, a 70s van, with all the oh windows boy. blacked out and airbrush wow. on the side of it. It Crum- was literally like... Crumbling paintings not- of Mario on the side. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, it's like if I was making an Am Sandler movie that was like, hey, look, this gamer guy's a pedophile. Hey, look, like, Steve Buscemi's He would have been like, eh, that's too much. You've got to tone that down a bit. Anyway, I bought a copy of Donkey Konga in San Francisco. I was going to college. Mm-hmm. And I beat it in two days and was like, I'm done with this. I am no longer interested in playing Avril Lavigne. Or Happy Kong's. Birthday. Or Happy okay. Birthday. Right Classic on. Nintendo tracks. Yeah. Public domain Nintendo tracks. Say it ain't so. I will not go. <laughs> Carry me oh, home. Man, that is... That's the most accurate Donkey Kong wow. impersonation I've ever heard, actually, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. I did have a great purchase at that very game store for $20. And I was really shocked, sort of shocked by this. I got a, uh, uh, not sealed, but very new copy of Punch-Out! Wii, which is gone. And I don't imagine Nintendo will, unless they have some like crazy dig- digital plan for Wii original uh, games. I don't see that U. happening. I don't see that ever coming back. And I go to the guy, and I know he's the owner. And he's like, oh, man, you lucked out. And he just sold it. I love that. He, like, he recognized what it was. He knew the value of the game and sold it to me at the price on the sticker. Hmm. Wow. It was so cool. And, that, and it was great that my fat mom bought a Wii for Wii Fit. <laughs> and I got to go home to her house and load it up. And like, yeah, here's Punch-Out. And I showed my dad how to play Punch-Out. And he liked it. Killer. He liked it. Yeah. Anyway, I yes. traded that copy of Donkey Kong into this uh, <gasps> game store in uh, Auburn. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I've never seen this before Holy in my crap. life. What, what is this black magic with the bongo <laughs> controller? This is the next big thing. How much do you want for this? I was like, I bought it for $50, $60 on GameCube. And he's like, um, $100? Like, All right, yeah, $100 store credit. I'm like, okay. I don't know if this was timely. You should have shown him like a rock band guitar. He would have given you the lease to his store. Like, <laughs> do not hurt me. Do not hurt me, wizard. Uh, magic wizard for the future. <laughs> I've only had one experience like that, and it was selling an illegal copy of Thrill Kill to the clerks at my local game store. Man, I wish I those days are so far past us, but I love that kind of world, you know. Mm-hmm. Where nobody has this goddamn eBay to verify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. single thing they have yeah. is worth. <laughs> but not necessarily eBay, and I don't like the, I don't really like this concept of the idea that like uh, you're if you're you know really into games, like games are a certain form of currency and cred. Uh, that doesn't really happen anymore. I can't imagine, right? Like nobody, ha- nobody's sure. holding on to. Well, never mind. Never mind. I'm I, sure I will say a, that there's like, a rare League of Legends champion. Uh, in, oh man, that in, game is free. The game, I well, the champions are not. Oh, okay. um, but, skins you can get 120. You see, I think there was a you know Counter Strike Go, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. modern version. There's um, a whiteout skin, I believe, and it just sold for somewhere around like 350 dollars. And it's a visual skin that does. Literally, nah. mm-hmm. just wow. makes that actually makes look cool. it reminds me of like Steam trading cards. I don't know what they do. I just I know I have a lot of them. But since they look came the about, I, I I don't really care that much though. Because I think if you like, collect all of them for a certain set, like you get discounts on. Something. I, I know yeah. because I was obsessed with how it worked with Ducktales when I was working on Ducktales. Mm, okay, and I, I bought a bunch of them uh, in addition to unlocking a ton of them. And it was so you can unlock further avatars. But it is it is. 
interesting because they're achievements that don't necessarily get taken away from you, but you can still trade. Like so, I, yeah, I I've yeah. done this well at this game, and I can also trade this for other in-game. Items. I have the dive kick background and the dive kick <laughs> emote. My so. my Ducktales background. If anybody's interested in purchasing, hit me up. Uh, my Ducktales background is worth uh, twenty dollars. I think it's a rare unlock. It's twenty dollars on the Steam Marketplace. I'll let it go for a hundred. Hmm. Contact me. <laughs> yeah. Stream Python. And yeah, I don't know. I forget what my Steam name is. Somebody knows what it is. I love somebody. Gaben. I mm-hmm. love Gaben. I love Gaben. <laughs> Gaben Pizza Hut Master. <laughs> yes. I love Gaben. Uh, I, I feel like we should move on to the question of the week. We should. That's That's, right. That's community right. segment. Mm. Um, last week's question of the week, uh, as those of you who listened to us last year might remember. Last year. So long ago. Shit. Months. Months. Uh, what was your personal game of the year for 2014? Uh, Bladed Falcon was the first to answer on the forum, so he gets read first. Says, mine is Shovel Knight, easily. Oh, begins yeah. saying, disclaimer, I was a backer of this game, so beware colluded opinion ahead. <laughs> is he uh, in the hall where you light the torches? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I like liking things. It <laughs> says, mine is Shovel Knight, easily. The game doesn't pander to nostalgia so much as it validates it. The character and level design is varied and memorable, and it's always balanced in such a way that it challenges you without being cheap or overly frustrating. Is Chris taking a shit right now? Maybe. I like that statement about it validating nostalgia, because I feel like people will lean on that 8-bit aesthetic to as like a crutch, you know? Like, it's the 8-bit X, fill in the genre here, but it is very, like, it's authentic. It makes you remember why that game was good, like DuckTales, Mega Man, etc. Yeah. Exactly what I thought, and then I played it like two weeks ago, and I was like, wow, this is excellent. Yeah. It it really is good. The way it forces you to, like, learn the hitbox of the shovel and learn the hitbox of certain moves where it's like, this is not easy. And you have to actually pay attention to it. I thought it was very cool because mm-hmm. it was just, learn how to play the game. See, you say that, but I just, I hit the button and the shovel comes out. That's true. <laughs> but I was like, when, you know, you fight the other, like, the Black Knight guy, it's like he Ooh. has the same attack. So you kind of have to figure out, like, well, if I do my shovel move, will it hit him at this distance or this distance? So you kind of have to space yourself. I don't know. Ah. To me, at least, it was like, yeah, they put some thought into this. Yeah. Yeah, he says uh, it's balanced in such a way that it challenges you without being cheap or overly frustrating. The story, too, it's minimal in a sense, yet still manages to be emotionally powerful with what little there is. And, of course, it has the best soundtrack of the year, which, yes, I will vouch for. It's uh, good. Who's the guy who does that? I'm blinking on his name. Is he- it Vert? But, I mean, there's like a bunch of people oh, on there. like Kaufman? The, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think the Mega Jake Man Kaufman. 1 composer, she, was, she yes. did a few songs for mm-hmm. that, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, someone else. Yeah, but a lot of vert, I'm guessing. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, she was just kind of like a like a guest star. She was. Yeah. I think she was. She was one of those those prestigious unlocks from the Kickstarter thing. Mm. But I'd also have to point out this game is one that uh, is in my personal favorites of games that include Zubaz. There, there is Zubaz pants in this game. Uh, Zubaz is in the game. He's one of the mini bosses you encounter. Mm-hmm. On, okay, I thought about the, the, the brand of pants. Is it what? Yes, okay. that's actually what it is. Um, Fighterpedia pointed it out, but it was a uh, rejected character for the original Street Fighter. It was a guy named Zubaz who had like big pants and like a rope, electric whip Whoa, and stuff. Okay. And had like corpse paint on. But oh. he's also in a Dive Kick. There's a character named Zubaz who is in Dive, or dive Kick. Hmm. And he's in this game as well. Cody Stovall said Smash Bros. 3DS, which I played a ton of. And Kirby Triple Deluxe were his favorite new releases. Nintendo fanboy, get him out of here. Ejected. <laughs> Ejected. <laughs> He, he, well, fake aside for Five Nights at Freddy's and Alien, Alien Isolation, Kirby Triple Deluxe I ignored 
Because I haven't played a Kirby, Kirby game I've actually liked in a very long time. Because he's an adult that doesn't play tiny baby mm-hmm. Kirby They're games. not that they're tiny baby games. They don't innovate in any way. They're the exact same game every yeah, single they time. Are. I, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it's a game like Pokemon, not to insult Pokemon fans, where it's like oh. you were meant to have that experience once. And I know that's not the case for everyone, but I, I had my generation. I'm sure everyone else had theirs. Mm-hmm. And like it's hard to go back to that game because it is very much the same game, even though they do improve a lot. If you want to send a bomb threat to Bob Mackey, yep. it's uh, 1472 <laughs> Roger Street. <laughs> Guess what? I want to be blown up, so take that. <laughs> it's good to have a positive attitude about these yeah. things. Cinesaur says Stick of Truth, South Park game, fucking great. Wow, yeah. um, that's the deep cut. Uh, <laughs> we only brought it up on this show like five or six times. Well, so. I think we need to talk about Jazz. Wasn't before. a very notable year. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need at least two or three more top fives. Um, <laughs> Just an excuse to shoehorn in jazz punk somewhere. Ah, <laughs> oh, my buddy Moan for Stallone says, "Sadly, I had to sell my current and I mean last gen uh, systems at the beginning of the year, so I have been stuck playing uh, systems you normally would find at local Salvation Army. So PlayStation Fours. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Xbox One was a joke, dickhead. <laughs> That's true. Due to this." Unfortunate cir- I'm drinking a little. Uh, due to this unfortunate circumstance, my game of the year would have to be El Matador from 2005 for PC, but it was too old to play on my laptop, and I couldn't really run it, so my runner-up would have to be the Japanese import copy of X-Men Children of the Atom. What, the oh, what wow. kind of answer really? is that? <laughs> he wins. That is, that is the question yeah. of the week uh, of the year. Right? I'm blindsided. <laughs> uh, Corey Noob, it's a close race between Shovel Knight and Transistor. I played both games twice. New Game Plus. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go with Transistor. The story and soundtrack and combat were so unique. I love Shovel Knight for so many reasons, but Transistor was just beautiful. Everyone go play that game. It was okay. Uh, I didn't love it. Ooh, wait, I'm gonna re- I want to read this one, then I want to talk about the other one. Flailing Kermit uh, says, uh, Walking Dead Season 2. Final episode had me in tears at three separate moments, and not a single one of them uh, even had anything to do with death. Hmm. Telltale Games, and this series in particular, is opening the doors for so many different possibilities for storytelling in games and further progressing video games than art form. I'm confident uh, in making the statement that both The Walking Dead Seasons 1 and 2 are my number one favorite game of all time. I can see that. I can completely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, those those games have been wonderful and influential in all the right ways. Yes. I'm glad that they're popular. And Telltale, I think, said today they're working on their first original series. That's good. Mm-hmm. I was hoping they wouldn't just do licensed money machines forever. I understand why they would. Speaking but... from no experience, <laughs> when you hinge your bets on licenses, uh, you make all, no money and you're, I see. you're at the whim of somebody else's decisions all the time. Well, they are making that Minecraft adventure game now. So, True. They now have Which... enough cloud. I think Telltale, like the latest from Telltale... I don't. I don't know if uh, Minecraft Story Mode can stand up to the raw storytelling prowess no, of the life. unauthorized Minecraft novels that uh-huh. are currently on bookstore shelves. Yes. Are they called like the unauthorized? Yes. Unauthorized <laughs> Minecraft novels, and they're things like the Griefer's Mark, written by yes. Stephen King? Question mark. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, somebody. It might have been Chris Kohler or somebody put a, an excerpt from one of them on Twitter, and it was just like uh, after the group. Uh, finished their food they went outside and there was an enderman there don't look him in the face but Susie looked him in the face and he attacked and so Bob (laughs) unleashed a flaming arrow and it did some damage but didn't kill the enderman so Rick pulled out his diamond sword and attacked and like oh my this is the worst thing I've ever read where where I come from uh, you know you go to the grocery store and there are the racks of like romance novels or whatever Mm. Um, Archie Double Digest what was that Archie Double Digest oh Archie Double yeah there are those too but well, where I'm from in Northeast Ohio, they also have uh, Amish 
themed romance what? novels. What? Amish romance. And I think I'd go for one of those over a Minecraft novelization. Mm, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he his, gave her a lustful stare for forty five minutes and ejaculated. Over. <laughs> it would it would be much chaster than that. Just like two people across like a field, like looking kind of at each other, and then like his sturdy barn his and like barn a barn rising between them. He spent the rest of ye night itching his pelvis on a bale of hay. <laughs> and they might be related. I can't. I haven't read enough. He brought uh, an electric torch out and flicked it on a few times to say that. I let me get through a couple more, and I want Grim to read one of these. Um, Dragon Age Inquisition uh, said, Cloven64, I'm one of the few that actually like Dragon Age uh, 2, but I'm happy with uh, that Dragon Age Inquisition fixes those issues, um, fixes the issues I had with the second game. Uh, you've got a beautiful world to explore, the Hinderlands, uh, a story that actually has some urgency and importance, and a return to party armor uh, customization, and best of all, the return of the protagonist race selection. Uh, I beat the game with uh, once over 60 hours, and I'm currently 20 hours into my second playthrough. Uh, I saw a couple of outlets gave Dragon Age Inquisition their game of the year. True. And I, mm-hmm. it was the game I brought back with me to Florida, and I just mm-hmm. was kind of astounded by, like, this game needs to get fucking started. <laughs> like, really soon. Like, just move. Like, what am I supposed... Which one do you want me to do, game? Go, go, go. All of the above. But yeah. I, again, I'm to blame. I put that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, character creators are wasted on me. Like, I gave my guy blonde Conan O'Brien hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, somebody described my character as Rip Taylor going to Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that's exactly what he looked like. Um, thank you for that. Soren7550, uh, because of my lack of funds for anything, moving constantly, jumping between three jobs, and stressing about the ever-increasing chances of homelessness, I haven't been really been able to do anything this year. From what I have been able to play... Uh, I haven't even been very wow. Destiny is too much rinse and repeat of the same dullness. Borderlands, the pre-sequel, hasn't been living up to Borderlands 2. And Fable Anniversary was pretty fucking buggy. Fucking is... I added that. Not Soren. Mm. Hmm. Nice. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't want to do this, Soren. She gave me cookie once. A cookie once. It was great. Hmm. Cooks great cookies. Um, okay. Do you cook cookies? I thought you bake them. Oh, man. Well, Speaking of fries, of cooking. <laughs> let's 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 take a moment and discuss. This. Yes, let's do. <laughs> Fry up a uh, cookie, bake a cookie. Who's uh, to say in this crazy world? <clears throat> so by uh, by that I guess, I guess Pokemon Omega, Omega Ruby uh, is my, would be my default game of the year. However, from what I've watched, Dragon Age of Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, I like that a whole lot. But alas, I probably won't ever be able to play it this year. Does he realize that game's a remake of an old game? Yes, mm-hmm. um, so it's, a, it's a she, but yes. Oh. But hold on, you're gonna want OMG. I I'm alive. OMG has a good game of the year. Does he really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he or she? No gender specific pronouns in this show. How do I pronounce this? I'm alive. OMG. Dan Jan Dan Jan 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 and if you are a worthless human being, if you don't own a Vita at this point, agreed. Mm-hmm. It's a nice piece of kit. It's Bye beautiful. It's a real nice piece. Yeah, yeah. We got a link. We got a link in the front page. Since it's a visual novel, I like. I refuse to risk spoiling it by describing what makes the game so great. Unlike us, which we did this whole episode. I think we. Didn't really, we I think we yeah. danced around spoiling it. We, we dongon danced around it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys did a really great job, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we're actually pretty good. I don't think we yeah. gave anything major away, which I'm pretty. I happy. don't know yeah. the details of the story, and you did excellent, not excellent. And spool on you, though. Good. Please, please just play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dongarampa 2, Goodbye Despair, is also excellent, even if its understanding of octagons and elevators leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> 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 Only Dongarampa 2 fan 90s babies will get it. <laughs> Knowing laugh. Knowing laugh. Knowing laugh. Knowing laugh. Knowing laugh. 
Um, there's an octagon in the game? I'm not, I can't play it now. Yeah, Sorry. There's, there's like, this MMA chapter. It's really gross. <laughs> um, Akiba's Trip 2, Stein's Semicolon Gate, and Artificial Academy Wait, 2 are is, all game of the year. I didn't know Stein's Gate was out in English. It's one of those, like, you must play this visual novel if you understand the genre at all. This guy might be uh, next level. I see. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything creepy in it. I'm interested in it, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Game of the Year material as well, but those would alienate people even more than Don Gonrampa, so they can eat shorts. <laughs> Says I'm alive. Uh, that's that's banned. That was pretty aggressive. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah, can't allow people mm-hmm. to say eat shorts. Mm. Uh, Shall I this? pass this on? Sure, Bob. Do you so want to? Who do do we got uh, next here? You, what did you see? Wrap it up. Uh, where are we? Um, I think the, oh, got it right here. So whatever. we have Batman Boy One One. Um, who apparently has the rank of Argon? Is that a thing on your message boards? No, well, it's probably signature. Oh, I think this is various levels of laser. Argon. Oh yes, yes. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry, I'm not part of the forums. I apologize. Uh, so he writes, "Well, for whatever reason, this year I didn't end up buying all that many new games. So my answer is easy: Super Smash Brothers Wii U. I've been a fan of the series since its N64 origin, and this super polished HQ HD version, rather, has <laughs> high been quality. high quality. <laughs> hey, I'm right." Has been even more of a blast to play than I had with Melee or Brawl, even. And um, I agree. I just don't have people to play with, so it's kind of lost on me. Like, are you on, on Bob now? Are you Bob now? I'm Bob. Yeah, this is Bob speaking. Okay. By the way, yes, yes. I, um, I, I played the 3DS one a ton and just like didn't really have the funds to part with another version of the same game. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm a pampered, spoiled member of the press, so I got it for free. Yeah. So, well, I'm just still debate every day whether <laughs> I, should, I bought my first Amiibo. Does anybody know what it is? Diddy Kong. It was Diddy. Yeah. Kong. Diddy, yeah. Which Fuck I heard now story. is overpowered. I have two Amiibos now. What's that? Uh, Samus and Link. Oh, man, I really thought, I yeah. thought there was going to be a joke there. <laughs> no, no, just straight up, no, I got two Amiibos for Christmas. And I'm wondering if I, can, if I can use them using NFC and just put them on the controller without actually opening their packages. I, I feel oh, like but, how, how much you enjoy Smash Brothers depends on your circumstances in life. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Brawl is my favorite, and I'm sorry, not Brawl, Melee, because I was in college... <laughs> And uh, there were people everywhere who wouldn't le- want to play with me, but now I'm alone in a sad game journalist apartment. And, yep, uh, yep, and that's fine. Yeah, and no one wants the, to play with me. Come to the city every once in a while, Bobby. I would, but I don't know if that justifies the purchase of a $60 game. <laughs> I was like, surprised, because like, I used to play World of Warcraft with several people, and one of them moved to Switzerland, one of them moved to uh, Oregon, and one of them moved to Texas. And we all played Smash Brothers in the same game. And it actually was not unplayable. Really? Is this on the Wii U? On Wii U. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I mean, it was laggy. Online. It was laggy. But okay, at the yeah. same time, I was like, this is reasonable. Given the situation, I think Nintendo, Miyamoto, your server work. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. nice work, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I played it like drunk it in a New Year's Eve party, and it was great. It's just like, I want people to play this with, but I can't because, I don't know, my apartment is spooky or something. Because I know a bunch of adults now, and they're all yeah. like lame narcs that don't want to play got- anime shirtless Shulk characters <laughs> like man, me. Man, fuck those people. Everyone has to play shirtless Shulk or I'm not playing. <laughs> uh, I I'm say, really Ryan, feeling it. Ryan got screwed in that selection. It's always Ryan time for me. <laughs> um, let's talk about who's next on this. Uh, Imperious Rex. Um, he says, I would have to say Shovel Knight. The fun action-packed in such a neat little game was much more enjoyable than most games I have played. The music has to be the best part of it. That intro level music just got me hooked. Mm. And uh, do we do we curate these, or am I just reading all of them? Uh, you can stop whenever you're Okay. Okay, <laughs> uh, so we got another one. Uh, one time I pod... Po- pooped an SNES cartridge. Sorry, the, the, the text is in parsed out weird here. Uh, one time I pooped an SNES cartridge, and I feel sorry for you. That must have been painful. And he says, yeah. uh, Smash for Wii U. 
is up there. And I really love the Telltale Game of Thrones. I didn't play that many games this year. And there's a really great picture of uh, the Laser Time guys uh, dancing around at the bottom of this uh, SIG. So it's <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> okay. I would say that it's you know it's it's funny that you could still be a Nintendo fanboy after eating a Nintendo cartridge and passing it. Yeah, you know, you're still like, no, we you game of the year. That means like special. Nintendo is part of your bloodstream now. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, like I, I read at least like three or four letters to Nintendo Power in the 80s and 90s that were. About like yes, I passed this cartridge through my colon, and it still plays beautifully. <laughs> yeah. It truly. Did you see that one article that was about the guy that was going to eat the uh, uh, Link to the Past cartridge? I have vague memories. Can you can you like give more details about this? It was a post where he was like he was surveying people like, will this be unhealthy for me? Will I get sick? Is there anything toxic in the game that's going to break down? I love this game so much that that's what I need to do. Hmm. I need to make it part of me forever. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was the actual it's gist of the post. So and then people gave him answers like, well, you could probably digest plastic and, you know, uh, CPU boards, no mm-hmm. problem. And it was like, what the fuck am I reading right now? <laughs> Couldn't you get the, the binary printed on crackers and just, yeah. like, eat it over the course of a week or something? <laughs> like, up oh, here's the first like, dungeon down yeah, the hatch. I think you just touched upon a new industry that the oh, world doesn't realize like, it's ready I think for. the way to do that would be to just uh, break it down into a series of tiny round wafers that you could then swallow safely and that would pass through your system without cutting you up from the inside. Mm. A Ritz cracker in the shape of ones and zeros until I've eaten the entire code mm-hmm. of, uh, in binary of the Zelda game. Yeah. Or, like, just fa- just do a or, drug mule, right? Or you could right? just marry it legally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because that's the direction that marriage is headed in this country. Also, apparently. I'd like to mention that I have a pre-order of Majora's Mask uh, for 3DS. Mm. The I was going to say, wrong year, fucko. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's... I purchased it but i realized that everyone else wants one so if you want mine a hundred dollars will get you what you want so holler at your book all right my uh, paypal account is a fail Hart jr i'm probably mm-hmm. just gonna buy it off the <laughs> eShop, so there won't be any shortages but will you have a skull kid figurine hmm. Go fuck yourself, i really Michael. want that skull kid figurine. <laughs> <laughs> what i really need right now is more fucking figurines yeah you really that's, don't have enough that's that's never the in my answer. man baby room of my house <laughs> that i don't know how i'm gonna pay for because i'm unemployed hey yeah, michael has a baker's dozen of action figures relating to the game resistance which is something i'll have to explain to people born in the last 10 years <laughs> <laughs> i think i have actually two <laughs> you son figures. of a bitch jeez <laughs> yeah um all right, so new question of the week. Uh, next week, we're probably going to... What's be- your gayest experience, Go? Uh, this podcast <laughs> <Wow>. right now. <laughs> God, fuck you guys. I've never been in a room with, <laughs> been in a room with so many Yes, that would be the gayest experience. <laughs> yeah. mm. Fucking us, guys. Um, new question of the week. Uh, we're probably going to do our most anticipated games of 2015 next week because that is an obligatory thing. That is easy to come up with. <laughs> look forward to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please look forward to it. It's all The Witcher and the computers that we'll have to buy to play The Not Witcher. Not mine. Yikes. Mm. Only Blobby could guess my most anticipated game of the year. Ah. Mm. But uh, so, what's your most anticipated game of 2015? And we'll be in we'll be in step with each other for just one beautiful episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com/forums. Uh, first person to answer the question of the week, starting the thread by also posting the question of the week, gets read first on next week's show. Or you can comment under the, uh, or you can comment in the comments for episode ninety-five on VigiGameApocalypse dot com. Um, yeah, I guess for me right now it's Witcher Three. Hmm. Wild Hunt. Answering? Wild Hunt. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to do it next week. Wait. No. no where's, we answer. Where's the, the computer? 
Dies. Ah, my, good. mine. Mm-hmm. Blubby Cuphead. Oh, on, give it oh Cuphead. yeah, Hell Cuphead. Yeah. Oh, you know Cuphead? Yeah, Cuphead. Yeah. Man, holy shit! Like Someone a, had to do it. And a side scroller, Fleischer Brothers. I feel like game. that's been promoted for like years now. Well, it's an indie game that clearly is going to take a lot of time because that's yep. how those cartoons used to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to take a ton of time, and mm-hmm. they yeah. used to take decades. Yeah. And then like '30s cartoons would come out in the mm-hmm. '50s, and people would be like, "What's this '30s cartoon doing coming out in the '50s?" And <laughs> so they set up an entire Miami studio to do what a couple of guys are trying to do on their own. Wow. And so, like, it's going to take a little while, but it looks absolutely great. A side yeah, scroller that looks uh, very much like a, an old 1930s. Cartoon. Using fighting game sensibilities. Yes, like, wow. like apparently, like super hardcore too. Hmm. So it's going to be Ooh. tough. You're going to have to okay. chart out hitboxes or whatever the fuck it was you were talking about, Mike. Go fuck Frame data. <laughs> okay. You fucking casual piece of shit. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> well, you can uh. take, once you're fighting the flower, if you roll cancel. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Roll cancel. How many iframes? Uh, hella iframes. Okay. Shit's broken. You need to count them all. <laughs> See, I never strategize like that. I just charge in and mash buttons. Right. And that's why, you know, bad games like Injustice uh-huh. are for you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> True progre. <laughs> Fuck it. Like Bloodborne, Injustice. game of the year. Fuck you. Eat my uh, dick. I'll right. be here wow. saying this a year from now, so look. please look forward <laughs> to it. I'm afraid Michael and I are on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. Except I call it Bloodbort, the comedy option. Bloodbort. <laughs> Bloodbort. Yes. My, my game's name is also named Yes, Bloodbort. exactly. So many Bloodborts this year. <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know. Do we need to talk about why? I mean, it should be self-evident, people. I mean, he made Dark Souls. Miyazaki is back, baby. Yeah, yeah. He refuses to answer any questions, too. <laughs> Which makes is the him best awesome. sign yeah. of all. He's like, fuck you. I know this is the best. I went to a panel. He just laughed at people. And oh, wow. Not in an antagonistic way. He's just like, Haha, I'm not going to say anything. Come on. Yeah. He's, he's the Dark Souls of Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Dark Souls of Dark Souls directors. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to change my answer to The Last Guardian because I'm a foolish optimist. Henry had the best tweet about that I've heard so far. Was like, my Last Guardian pre-order is now six years old. It'll be going to kindergarten soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Did feeling, it get uh, held back in preschool? What the yeah, fuck? You know, it's it's going to turn into a free-to-play mobile game only released in certain territories of Korea. Uh, yeah. So uh, get ready for that. It's going to be like Shenmue Online. It's, or it's something. actually like a cat of nine tails I'm whipping myself. <laughs> with saying, yes. It's going to be though. released as a Puzzle, dra- puzzle and Dragon spinoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there we go. Not to belabor this, but it's so unfair that guy has not been able to make a game in a decade. Wow. We've been robbed. We've been robbed. Yeah. Has yeah. it really been that long? Yeah, Fumito Ueda, yep. 2005 was Shadow of the Colossus. Fuck! Not fair. No, not fair And David at Cage, all. how many games has he made since then? <laughs> like 50? 70? Yeah. yeah. Jason. <laughs> Unfair. Oh, man, I definitely played Beyond Two Souls. You played that? Oh, oh man. All the way through. Um, wow. Worth it for the train wreck experience or not yes. even? Okay. Yes, yes. I'd be more angry. Like, how, why did they give this guy money? Like... It is difficult to defend David Cage at this because point. he's yeah. really good at making three fourths of a good story, <laughs> of a uh, ba- of a bad Hollywood movie story. Yeah, yeah. Well, Indigo Prophecy was pretty good. He saw uh, Seven once, and he remembers most of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was on in a bar with the sound off, but he liked it. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. How do you say my wife likes <laughs> my work so fucking? Yes. I was in I am American. <laughs> Slavic David Cage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> it's Bloodborne. Bloodborne game of the year, come on. For sure, right. yeah. Yeah, let us know your uh, most anticipated game of 2015. Again, com slash forums. Uh, post it first. You get read first, and it's an exciting competition that is not won every week by the same five or six people. <laughs> <laughs> 
so let's go out with a quick round of plugs. Um, Listen time is the best. Listen to it. Tell your friends. I was going to let Bob go first because he's the oh guest. God. Sheesh. You rude asshole. I'm over here now. Well, I write for usgamer.net. We are the best video game website in the planet currently uh, because we don't write about Saturday Night Live sketches. Sorry, Polygon. Uh, <laughs> I, I kid Polygon, but that's not a video game. Come on. Um, anyways, I write for usgamer. They're great. Uh, I apologize for lashing out of my competition. And uh, I also write for Something Awful. And uh, we have a podcast for usgamer. I forget what it's called. We just named it, but it's good. You should listen to it. And Do I also, you? yeah, it's All like right. a weekly podcast. A podcast. And um, can you lash I, out at Something Awful's competition? Um, fuck off, Fark. There you go. <laughs> it's not news. It's go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and who else? Uh, blah, 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 blah. God, isn't there TMG, like wow. e bombs world? You know there what? You're next. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys. Why are you still around? Yeah. How I saw you. that video on YouTube and it loaded fast. <laughs> God, E-Bombs World. Has anyone mentioned that in the past decade? No. Okay. Uh, I just, I really like E-Bomb. Mm. Johnny E-Bomb. <laughs> Johnny E-Bomb. <laughs> My boy. Anyhow, uh, because anyhow. World is something I very much want to be in the gravitational pull. Of. I also do uh, Retronauts with uh, my buddy Jeremy Parrish, and uh, it's a classic gaming podcast. Michael's been on it. Uh, Chris true. has been on it. Grim has not been on it. I want him on it at some point. Yeah, We're recording new episodes it. soon, so maybe I'll have you on. Make it and, about uh, ours. Uh, maybe it'll be about best uh, Turismos that ever happened. Yeah, if you have an episode about uh, Automodelista, I am I am the world's premier. Research. What was the grandest Turismo? We'll find out soon. But that's at <laughs> Retronauts.com, and uh, I'm sure these guys uh, enjoy it as well. So mm-hmm. there's your endorsement. Grim, uh, Vice Principals on Tumblr and Instagram, Pseudobred on Twitter. Uh, Infowars.com, Alex Jones. Uh, <laughs> yes. Learn about the truth. Educate mm-hmm. yourselves, you idiots. Chris, did you have anything else to add? Uh, la- you said what? laser time. Oh, there we go. Yes, we did a podcast this week. Uh, your wife, Diana, made one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, and you were fucking hilarious on it. Oh, thank you. The, the idea of trying to describe all these songs we've heard in cartoons and putting a name and an, an artist to them was pretty fucking crazy mm-hmm. because they, they seem to be applicable to like any like very specific comedic situations and just hearing Diana play those songs. <laughs> Ferris Bueller, uh, Sausage King of Chicago. Well, of course, scene. you went straight to Vivaldi's Four Seasons. <laughs> I did. Spring. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Now you know the spring portion. Uh, but that and um, we should have some more um, Japan-centric videos. We got a ton of features on LaserTimePodcast.com. But I'm, I should be. I'm a little late on it. I know. But uh, at this point, you should be seeing a look at Studio Ghibli, which is not an mm. easy thing to see. Um, if you wanted to see the Ghibli Museum Ooh. in in Japan. Uh, we walk through that. Um, it's uh, a, an amazing experience. It's very hard to convey uh, in speech, but there's a video out there. And a look at cartoons in Japan. Hmm. Yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, I, like I got sort of fascinated with the idea of you walk around anything. Like, look out! There's a manhole. There's also like a gorgeously designed character, like waving at you to not do that. Hey, don't <laughs> kick your dog. And there's like this amazing little comic sequence like all that stuff. Don't park your bike here. Uh, don't piss in down rain gutters. And there's always a cartoon to tell you not to do it. And I love it. I, I don't know. I love it. We yeah. filmed a bunch of that and uh, it should be up yeah, there. You go by manholes and there's like a sign warning you not to fall in and then you look in and it's like all the little ro- hard hat robots from Mega yep. Man are actually working down there. No, you're exactly, you're <laughs> yeah. exactly wow. correct. Wow. Like, yeah. it's like there's always one of those uh, like a cute little Japanese guy with the dozer. Oh, I forget the kid, their eyes name, but the robot head helmet. Mm-hmm. I'm drunk. <clears throat> Leave me alone. I'm done. All right. 
Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Follow me personally at Wikiparas. And please go to VigigameApocalypse.com. Look at the articles we write to support the shows. Look at the stuff on Laser Time Podcast. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Grum Jesus. Ah, Chris. Look at the stuff on lasertimepodcast.com and uh, maybe advise a good uh, anti-gas remedy for Chris <laughs> for when he eats pizza. I think he might be lactose intolerant. Um, fair bit, fair bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's our show. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Is the idea of someone like actually admitting to sex tourism insane to you? Like it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. I, I fuck children. Right. Yeah. Please don't isolate that and, and <laughs> <laughs> give it give it to my employers. Thanks for saying it on mic. <laughs> <laughs>